across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Oh, man alive. If you missed the last three hours, George Galloway was an absolute fire. Um, how am I going to follow that? I don't really know tonight. I've not got a lot. So let's just open the phone lines and see what happens. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home Listener, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. I'll be honest, I've got... Uh, now, for me to say I've got nothing is... Um, well, it's true. Um, I have nothing for you this evening. I've, I've looked through the papers. I've got like half a dozen stories from the papers. But surprisingly, they're all about Donald Trump. They're all about Donald Trump. So, here's the thing, right? I am aware that Donald Trump... Is he he dead yet? No. Okay. He's still the 45th president of the United States. If that changes in the next three hours, we will, of course, let you know. I am aware that Donald Trump being sworn in is the biggest news story around today. Okay. I'm aware of that. And part of me 
feel... 0344 499 1000. By the way, part of me feels we should acknowledge that. But part of me thinks, well, there isn't really anything more to say. Did you hear um, Sam Delaney and Charlie Wolf earlier on? Wasn't that good? I was listening to that driving in. I couldn't believe it. Charlie Wolf. I didn't think he was still alive. I thought he died in the 90s. I'm joking. I, 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 I drove in super fast, so I got to meet Charlie Wolf. I grabbed him just as he was leading, leaving the, um, the building. You know me, right? I am a proper, proper radio geek. I'm, I'm what could be described as an anorak. Right. And um, I used to listen to Charlie Wolf back in the day. And when I heard he was on with Sam co-hosting the um, the drive time show, I thought, oh, this will be interesting. I wonder if Wolf has still got what it takes. Boy, oh boy, he does. Here's the thing. Right. As I, I said to him, I never met him before. And I think we, we've spoken on Twitter before in email in the past, but I've never met him. And I did dash in um, super fast so that um, I could pop in and say hello to him before he left. And I said to him, I said, Charlie, I am against everything that you stand for. But I don't half like listening to you on the radio. And that, for me, is, is great. I like, I like listening to people that I don't really agree with. You know, and I, I listen to some people that I kind of uh, agree with, um, I, I, and I'm more politically inclined to agree with with, with, with George Galloway than Charlie Wolfe. But there are huge swathes of what Galloway believes in that I don't, I think is utter rubbish. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, isn't it fun listening to it? I said to Charlie Wolfe, I said, I don't, I don't agree with anything you say, but I like listening to you because... Um, it challenges my ideas, and very, very occasionally, you'll say something that will make me realise I'm wrong. More often than not, it will help me um, strengthen my arguments and my beliefs. And I think that's part of the fun, isn't it, of listening to radio, is listening to people that you don't necessarily agree with. Now, I kind of imagine that a lot of you listening to this, we kind of come from a similar political background, and um, we're getting more and more open about talking about our feelings and our emotions and um, and all of that. And I had two emails today, two emails. I won't name them, but two emails from two fellas who have both been struggling massively with, like, depression and I think one of them had a problem with booze and all of that. And they kind of got in touch and said, oh, you know, thanks for your show. It's um, made it easier for me to address that I might have a problem with this or a problem with that. And one of my um, mid to late January resolutions is to try and reply to people when they email me. I don't, I'm rubbish at replying to people. When I get an email that, that, that warrants a reply, I, I normally read it and go, oh, I need to sit down and compose a reply to that. So I'll do that later. Of course, I never do it. I never get round to it. So I'm trying to make more of an effort, even if it's just, and it probably will be just, a one-line reply. And I replied to both of these gentlemen with very similar replies saying, oh, thanks, man. I don't know what to say to that, but I'm glad you shared it with me. Um, so I'm guessing that the um, the majority of us kind of all come from the same 
similar political slant. By the way, you can call in. I'm just sitting here talking until someone calls in. Um, 0344 499 1000. We'll, we'll, we'll find an anchor in a bit. It might take me a bit longer this evening because it's been a long old week and a long old day. We'll find an anchor in a bit, I promise. Until then, you can phone in with anything um, you want whatsoever. Um, but I, I do suggest you listen to people that politically you disagree with because it, it's, good, it's good fun to get angry with the radio. I like that. I like shouting at the radio. I like sitting in my car going, well, this bloke's a, an idiot. Absolute prune. What's he talking about? What a load of rubbish. I enjoy that. Um, and, and uh, say, so I, I just, have I played you? I'm going to play you this clip. I may have played you this before. This is a great clip. Right, don't tell him I've played this. What was, I tell you what was embarrassing was when I came in and I introduced myself to Charlie Wolf. And he said, oh, I was listening to you doing an impression of me earlier. I was going, oh, jeez. He said, yeah, I've got it on YouTube. Let me play it to you. And I said, oh, no, Charlie, don't. I can't listen to myself. And he started to find it. And then he got distracted by Sam Delaney and stopped finding it. But I imagine the impression was not very polite. <laughs> listen to this. This is Charlie Wolf years and years ago, right, when he was, doing, when he was a music DJ. Um, and he was on an Irish radio station. And he, fair play to him. He wasn't feeling very well, but he rocked up to do the show anyway. This is one of my favourite, favourite bits of radio. Listen to this. Uh, let me see. Where are we here? Excuse <clears throat> me. A, uh, a friendly soccer match between the Czech Republic and, uh, and, sorry, was my play. and, and Yugoslavia was uh, delayed by over half an hour when the... Uh, um, when the U- U- Yugoslav team Blimey. Wait. This is going out live on the radio. Incredible. Silence. Sorry, folks. Back in a sec. I love that. And apparently, well, don't worry, the whole show's not going to be dedicated to Charlie Wolf. Don't want to unleash the curse on him. Um, and apparently there's a clip of a TV falling on his head. Has anyone got that? Someone's got that. Do let me know. Um, so what the, What I'm trying to say is, um, I don't have anything more to say about Donald Trump. Um, I'm going to lift the ban on phone calls about Trump, though, because I'm aware it's the biggest news story of the day, and it would be silly for me to turn people away if you feel you have the need and desire to talk about it. I'm suspecting you won't, and I've already had a couple of people on Twitter saying, oh, please, did God be a a, a Trump-free haven. I'm going to leave it open on this one, on this one occasion, okay? If you want to call in about President Trump, because we can call him that now, you're more than welcome to. 0344 499 1000, okay? You're welcome to. I don't know what we'll say. I mean, what is there to say, really? A lot of guesswork and conjecture about what 
might happen? I don't know. But I'm going to lift the ban for tonight, because it's such a huge story. It would be churlish of me to um, to not allow you to talk about it. I don't have anything to say about it, so I'm not going to drive the show in that direction. I don't actually have a lot to say about anything tonight, because it's really been a long old week. So I was kind of thinking... And we've done this before. Um, why don't you just, if you just want to phone up and just check in and say, do you know what, Ian? I've made another week. I've made it another week. Because there's lots of doom and gloom. If you go on Twitter and lots of people are, uh, you know, predicting the end of the world and um, there's going to be a nuclear war and uh, Trump being inaugurated is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen. And, you know, um, so it's a little bit miserable out there. So if you just want to pick up the phone and check in and say, you know what? I've made it another week. Some people didn't make it another week. Some people didn't get this far. Some people didn't get to 10, 15 on a Friday night on uh, in a week in the second half of January. Some people didn't make it. Um, uh, so there's something there, isn't there? There's something we've got to celebrate. So, it's going to be a vague, open-ended, shifting show that's kind of dictated by you and your calls, or lack of calls. You don't want to phone in? You don't have to phone in. I'll just sit here and, what do they call it? I'll brain fart for the next two hours and 45 minutes. Quite happy to do that. See, we've got Phil lined up. I see we've got Paul lined up. 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee. It's going to be, um... It's going to be a gentle show this evening, I think. Is that all right with you? This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Phil. Good evening, Phil. Oh, good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm. How am I? I'm all right. I'm. I'm really tired, Phil. The um. The, the, the going back on the metazapine has knocked me for six a bit. I'm on new pills as well, and so I'm. I want to gurn a lot. I'm, I was gurning. I realised I was in a lift today, and I was gurning in the lift, and I, I felt a bit embarrassed. Um, I went for a meeting, and the person I was supposed to be meeting wasn't there. There was a little bit of a mix-up, shall we say, and so that I was very excited about the meeting, and um, I, I came away feeling very disappointed. Um, I did a, a voiceover for Channel Five, which was it was a fun, it was a good show, but I always find them quite stressful to do. Uh, and I'm up early tomorrow because it's my boy's birthday, which would be brilliant, but it means I'll get about four hours sleep, and it's going to be a really um, action-packed weekend. So I'm a little bit... I'm looking forward to that. It'll be it'll be exciting, but I'm a little bit apprehensive. So that's how I am, Phil. OK, well, my turn now, then. Um, well, I've made it another week. Um, I've had a busy week. Um, I work in London, so I've been in London all day. Uh, we had, like, um, <coughs> a company review meeting, so I was in the office all day. Um, but I've had plans for this weekend. 
I've spoke to you a few weeks uh, last Friday and the Friday before, and I've been really drunk. And I promise you, Ian, this this week I am actually sober. Um, you probably um, couldn't guess where I am, but I'm actually out camping now in my tent. Camping um, in this weather? Are you are you nuts? Yeah, I am nuts. Yeah, so man. What do you want to do that for? Well, because I'm practicing for this walk, I'm, charity walk I'm doing. Yeah. I thought I should get home. So worked in London all day, up really early. Yeah. Worked in London, had the meeting, got on the train, packed train, came home. I had my uh, backpack all packed up and ready to go. So as soon as I got in, had something to eat, packed the, uh, got my backpack on, walked out. I walked about three miles. I'm on the North Downs Way at yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, put my tent up in the dark. Um, but I've got like a head torch, but that kept going out. So I've got my tent up. So I'm literally um, oh. here in the tent, um, and I thought I'd just give you a quick call because, like I say, I've had a few things to say, a few things on my mind. I've been thinking about phoning you all week. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to uh, just have a little chat with you. Because last time we spoke, you were steaming. Steaming. Steaming the first week. Yes. In fact, do you know what? I'm quite uh, pleased the fact that the first, your first, the podcast was named after me. I probably had an influence because... That was... Well, who were you with? Were you with... Was it Gary you were with? I was with Gary, yeah. You, really, you really were steaming and you've kept phoning us for about an hour and a half. That's it? Yeah. Um, yeah fun times. Because I've got... What happens is, every now and again, Ian, yes. I'll, I'll be honest, we, I've got a cabin down the end of my garden and yes. a few of my mates come round. We go down there and uh, get a little bit drunk yes. um but yeah so i let off a lot of steam oh. but um so sorry if i was really drunk then but like i said i'm sober now um i've got a couple of cans of beer in my backpack oh. so <laughs> i'll probably have a drink after this yeah. but do you know in um i listened to your podcast and there was just a few points i wanted to make Film. obviously you, make those you points. give up yeah okay well you give me a lot obviously um the things that you say and i pick up um and there's films you talk about. Yes. Sometimes I f- watch the films. Scroobius Pip. Yes. You, you turn me on to Scroobius Pip. He's good, isn't he? Excellent. So I follow him. And there was a podcast I was listening to where you said you couldn't sleep. You tr- had trouble sleeping. So I was thinking my turn to sort of uh, recommend something back to you. Oh. Sleep. When I'm out in the tent, there's a podcast I listen to when I can't sleep at night. It's called Sleep With Me. Beg your pardon? Called sleep with me. Right. It's American. And what American happens in podcast. that? Sorry. What happens in that? What well, it is? It's this guy that starts talking and he makes sense, but the, it's like a rambly. He rambles on and he repeats the first sentence again, and it's interesting, but at the same time, it, it's boring. It becomes a little bit boring. Yeah. And so you, you've got something. So. I lay there with my headphones on, and it goes on and on. And you I, I just it. listen to LBC for that. <laughs> James O'Brien. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's good. Um, no, he's good. Yeah. Um, I, well, that wouldn't... Uh, that, I don't know if that would work with me, because I'd want to follow it too much. Mm, you should try it. But it's called... Seriously, Ian, try it. Look it up on iTunes. It's called Sleep okay. With Me. Right. It's mm. this guy called Scooter. Oh, I, I, no, I can't listen to something with a guy called Scooter. I think he's probably stoned when he does it. He does really sound like a hippie. Yeah. And um, it's well worth a while, worth, worth a go. Okay. So um, that, that was something I wanted to say. Another thing, I was listening to your JFK special. Oh, yeah, it's good, that with Martin Fitzgerald from the Ram JFK Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I couldn't help it. And everyone was saying, oh, why, why are they open the umbrella in the daytime with the sunshine? Yeah. Well, I, 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 the first thing I thought of was, 
I go to like hot countries like you do. I know you go to Greece and that in the summer. So you have an umbrella to keep the sun off you? Well, no, you have like like a, a, a parasol. But he, but he, the guy said that he had the umbrella because he was heckling. That was his way of heckling um, yeah. JFK. Yeah, I know. You, you said that, but they wasn't sure why. Yeah, you I wouldn't have a black. Um, you wouldn't have a black umbrella in the sun, Phil. Probably not. No, no you want no, something light. Not. You want something light. Just get this. You'd cook in a black umbrella. Probably, yeah. I didn't think of that. I but, hate uh, umbrellas, and I I really think that we need to introduce like a a, a driving test. If like if you're going to drive a car, you have to do a driving test, right? If you're going to walk down the street with an umbrella, especially a huge umbrella, then you need to do an umbrella test. Because yeah, because when I'm, the few occasions I use an umbrella, I am really conscious of the people in front of me, to the side of me, and behind me. And I'm doing like a little dance. I'm lifting it up. I'm moving it to the side. I'm moving it to the other side so that I don't bump people on the head. But you get these people; they just they just plow straight through with their umbrella. I know. Same with backpacks. Some fella smacked me in the face today with a backpack. I hope it weren't me, but... <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, OK, no, nice one, Ian. Um, just one more thing. Nice I, one. When I get off, um, obviously I'm doing this walk. Yes. I'll send a... I'll put a picture on... Um, what? Not Facebook, on um, yeah. Twitter. Yeah. I don't use Twitter much. And so I'll, I'll, everyone can have a look at the uh, picture of me in the tent with the dog. Huh? So hopefully you can retweet that. Um, no, can't do that, I'm afraid. Um, there you go. I can't... I can't... I tell you why... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you why. I have made um, I made a decision quite a long time ago not to retweet um, missing people or charity people. I'm I'm doing a sponsored bike ride for. I I, I don't retweet them. Very 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 occasionally. Very occasionally, I might do, if it kind of... Oh, comes a cup of tea. Thank you, Ed. I might do. If it's someone I sort of know a bit, I might do. If it's a charity that's particularly close to me, I might do. But most times I don't. And I'll tell you for why, right? I have several reasons for this. And I think they're quite... I'm quite... I'm quite comfortable with this uh, With this reasoning. First of all, if I do it for one, I've kind of got to do it for everyone, Right? Secondly, I do wonder if me retweeted, hey Ian, I'm um, cycling from London to Brighton for um, cancer. Could you retweet it, please? Here's my um, Just Giving page. I'd be surprised if anybody I retweet that to goes to the Just Giving page and gives a fiver or a couple of quid or a ten. I don't think anyone would do that. So that's another reason um, I don't. And also, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to retweet people's charity thing. I, I, you know, I've been, I've been on Twitter all night trying to sell stuff. Do you know what I mean? Trying to sell my wares. Um, I, I, I can't really explain. Does that sound mean? Does that sound, um, does that sound miserable? To you. Does it sound selfish? I mean, I've got 51,000 followers. Does that sound selfish? That I don't retweet your charity things? I just think once you start doing it for, for one person, then, well, you retweeted that. Why won't you retweet mine? 
Can you help? We've we've lost. Um, uh, um, my uncle's gone missing. Been missing since the second of January. Could you retweet this picture, please? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no in most instances, um, because I don't. Well, you know, I have a strange relationship with Twitter anyway, and. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just a bit grumpy and a bit miserable. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, thank you, Father Hank McDogg, for tweeting me a story... From the Guardian, so it's legit. Get rid of that music and answer that phone. Get rid of that silly. Um, about what do you remember, Mister Ethical? Do you remember Mister Ethical, who was on the show, um, and was talking about um, how HSBC was? Well, there was some form of corruption. Whistleblower wins thirteen-year campaign against HSBC. He's only gone and won. He's only gone and won. Thousands of customers will be compensated for excessive credit card charges thanks to dogged efforts of 59-year-old Nicholas Wilson. Mr. Ethical, do you remember? A lone whistleblower has won... When did this come out? Has this come out? Today. Today. A lone whistleblower has won a 13-year David and Goliath battle against HSBC and Britain's chief financial watchdog, resulting in a multi-million pound compensation payout to thousands of people. The Financial Conduct Authority had voluntarily agreed to set up a £4 million compensation scheme for people who lost out financially as a result of having to pay unreasonable debt collection charges. The money will be shared between uh, around 6,700 people. The announcement represents a victory for 59-year-old Nicholas Wilson, who's devoted years to pursuing the issue. Wilson said that in 2003, he told the HFC that what it was doing was illegal and that as a result of the ongoing campaign, he'd subsequently lost everything. He's unemployed and last month was facing repossession proceedings. Um, Not quite happy with the end result. Do you want to send him a message, see if he wants to come on and talk about it? I think I'm blocked by him. I imagine he won't, Kath, but do you want to send him a little tweet, see if he wants to come on and and, um, and talk about it? I imagine he won't. He didn't enjoy his last experience. Wilson told The Guardian he was delighted it had finally been acknowledged there was some wrongdoing, but he added the figures they're talking about are derisory. He's always claimed that hundreds of thousands of people were overcharged, though this has constantly been rejected by the HSBC. So this story would suggest that he was partly right, um, uh, uh, but partly uh, uh, overblowing the story, I'm sure he would disagree. Um, then it goes into lots of stats. Wilson lives in Hastings, East Sussex, and used to work for a firm of solicitors, which is where he said he became aware that a number of people have been overcharged. Um, okay, and then it goes into... Um, Lots of uh, stats and things like that. Well, congratulations, Mr. Ethical. Um, I don't think it negates the conversation that that we had by any stretch of the imagination. 
Catherine's just messaging him on Twitter, which is excellent stuff. Good. Thank you for that. Um, we'll get him on, and if he wants to talk about it, and, and, and um, we can um, congratulate him, then um, by all means, you know, well done. Well done. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Paul, good evening. Uh, ben, you all right? I'm all right, thank you, Paul. What you got for us, boss? I've just, I've always wanted to ask you, because um, I, I don't even remember how I ended up finding this, and if I'm wrong, it's going to be a really awkward conversation, but um, I was on uh, YouTube, and I was searching away, and, and I think your name came up, Uh-oh. and a question, which sort of ran parallel through a bunch of, um, I mean, call-ins for um, shopping channel networks. And oh, stuff. yeah, 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 go on, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Yeah, and and the question you would ask, regardless of the topic, was, is it Ghostbusters too? Yes. I've always wondered what what is that all about. I tell you what it was. I was um, uh, I had not long stopped drinking, so I was looking for something to do. I'd uh-huh. split up with a girlfriend of eight years, right. and I was living on my own for the first time. And I was I was bored. I was really bored, and I didn't want to start drinking or doing any, any, anything naughty again. So what uh-huh. I used to do is I was working at LBC at the time. What I used to do in my spare time was I would phone up these gaming channels that were scattered around the um the, the, the television stations at that point, and yeah. you'd have to phone. It was one pound fifty per phone call, and that didn't guarantee that you'd get on. So you could phone up 40, 50 times before you finally... It was like a, a random selection thing before you finally got on. I do um, remember those, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've gone now, haven't they? No, they were... They were they, 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 most of them are gone because one of them got done. One of them was... Um, it was like a list of ten things, right? And um, w- one of them was things you would find in a woman's handbag. And they got a massive fine because some of the things that were included in there were roll plugs... Um, and something else, like a spanner or something. I mean, they were really obtuse. Women, I can see that happening, yeah. yeah, they were really obtuse answers. And I would phone up, and whatever the question was, you know, what would you find in a woman's handbag? Um, <laughs> I would say, is it Ghostbusters 2? Hang on a second. Adrian says, I think the result mitigates Mr. Ethical's call a little bit. Can't imagine the frustration of a 13-year call. I didn't call him crazy, Adrian. You know I've talked some rubbish sometimes. I didn't call him crazy. You, you must have been listening to something completely different, as I think you often do. Uh, you Honestly, Adrian, you really do. Um, th- this is why I muted you years and ages ago, months ago, because I didn't call him crazy, mate, for crying out loud. Jeez. Um, sorry, uh, Paul. Yeah, and I would phone up and go, um, yeah, is it Ghostbusters 2? And um, it cost me, it was hilarious, and I taped them, and I've lost most of them, and I got a bill for about 750 quid at the end of uh, that quarter, and I stopped doing it. Well, it was money you could have spent on booze, so at least it went somewhere. And you're talking about it 12 years later. Yeah, there you go. You see, it impacted me so much. Well, good, good. I'm, I, I, they were funny, man. I, 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 they were funny. I tried to, to take it onto like babe, st- uh, babe station and things like that, and I couldn't quite get it to work with the same effect. Yeah, that would be quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. you think they like jiggle that out and like. Yeah, yeah, I used to get them to try and say say um, stuff that was really unsexy, uh, uh, implying that that's what gave me a buzz. You know, could, could you say is it Ghostbusters too? And it, it didn't quite, it didn't yeah. quite have the same effect. Didn't quite have the well, same you, effect. You tried. That's all it matters. Yeah, you, you got you got to have a go, Paul. How did you stumble <laughs> across those then? Uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a fan. 
um, I, you know, I'm one of those, um, I've, I've built one of the, the props from the film and all that kind of malarkey. Oh, what, the Ghostbusters? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it, fantastic. I'm glad that you're enthusiastic about it. Literally everyone who sees it goes, oh, look, a proton pack. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, growing up, if I'd have ever walked into a room and there'd have been a full-size replica working proton, well, you know you know what I mean, working. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> uh, what you mean. It would have, have absolutely blown my mind. I had uh, one guy who was, I think he was surveying the house I was in at the time, you know, checking out the rooms he walked in, and it's right there, and it's, it's practically on, you know, like a display cabinet, and he, he he just took it like it was just another vase or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you, you kidding me? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's something that um, you can find specs for and, and put together, you know, if you get down like B&Q or something, get some, some wood panels <laughs> and shape them and... It's there, it's done. Once you've got it, you've got it forever. And, you know, I thought, why not? I said to the wife, well, now I'm building a proton pack. She went, please don't. And I went, Have okay. You not, I um, <laughs> are you not going to build the Ghostbusters car? We, you know, I've got a bunch of uh, friends who we've talked about this, but... Um, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. They're really rare nowadays, because even back then when they made the film... Yeah. They were old cars. They were classic. Yeah. And now, if you find it and it isn't rusted through thoroughly, it's it's um, it's one of those rarities that if you actually desecrate it in that way, you've got some purists that'll probably come around and take your kneecaps off. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's good to have a hobby, though. Well, you know, it's it's what it is. <laughs> Paul, nice one, mate. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hassan. Ian, good evening. Good evening, Hassan. Now, I know what you're thinking, probably. Old guy back on air again. No, I'm not thinking that at all, man. I'm glad, well, I'm glad you're still I'm alive. <laughs> no, I, I had to call in tonight, because um, just an update on last night, really, because I called you last night. Yeah, you were in a lousy space. I was lousy. Yeah. Um, I'd, never, I'd never admitted what I'd admit to you, to a brother, to a friend, anyone. Not yeah. to that extent. And yeah. then... I thought, well, you come on and speak to you, and that's the end of it. But then someone from one of your listeners reached out to me on Twitter and DM'd me, and I just had a tear in my eye. I thought, wow. And he said, well, you know, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. And then I heard your call with Lorna. Lorna, yeah, I heard it in the podcast yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know what? It's easy. Well, not easy, but, you know, it's easy to commentate on a football match and to talk about Trump. It's not so easy to relate, and that's what you do. And I know you don't like talking about yourself, but mm. thank you from the bottom of your heart because oh, okay. I, I even at work today, I just even the negative emails, I just read them and smiled. Well, you're welcome, Hassan. I'm glad you sound a, a whole lot better. And you know, it's up and down, it's, 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 it's bumpy and it's smooth. And um, I'm, I'm glad you didn't kill yourself, you know. <laughs> Seriously, I'm glad you didn't kill yourself, man. No, no, I appreciate that. I was just, I couldn't believe uh, the kind of, well, I don't know what it was, what made me call you. I was so ashamed initially. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, um, literally I'm speechless now. Cause, um, Hassan, I'm going to save us both embarrassment. I'm going to move on because it's, uh, it's time for a break. Thank you, mate. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, why? Have, who's, t- who's this tweet texting in? Am I blocked or not? But blocked from what, you pudding? What, who, is Richard... Well, he's not blocked because I can read his text. You, what is wrong with these people? 
This, it's a weird thing of doing a phone-in show. This is the first time that I've done a phone-in show um, since since Twitter. All right. I mean, the last show I did wasn't really a phone-in show. The, 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 when I was at Absolute, and it was a phone-in show, Twitter was just starting. So it's the first time I've done a phone-in show with, with Twitter and Facebook as integral parts of um, the, the, the show. And it's really interesting. I know this is a text, but it's really interesting the um, sense of entitlement that, that, that some people have. And, and, and they assume because they don't get a reply to a text or, or, or a tweet or, or, or a Facebook post, they assume that they're blocked or they're banned or they're being ignored or that Catherine has, has gone off them or I'm, I'm upset by something. Well, well, no. First of all, I very rarely read out the, the, the texts or tweets on the show because it's a phone-in show and I, I think occasionally I'll read some out. Of course I will. But um, as a listener, I think listening to a host reading out other people's texts and tweets, I'd rather either hear them talking to phone calls or um, hear them pontificating on what's going on around the world or in their head. Um, but it's just weird. <laughs> I don't even know who Richard is. It's this weird sense of entitlement of... Oh God! Well, if you, if I block, then that's it. Bye, goodbye. You'll never hear from me again. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep. I, I, I it's weird, Julie, isn't it? It's weird. People are weird. <laughs> I don't think people are weird. I don't think oh no mr ethical is going to come on he is going to come on brilliant all right that's um that'll be interesting he uh he, he said i believe that last time i came on ian lee took the piss out of me and i just said look we just want to congratulate you i don't think we did take the mic and you know be, be good to get a ch- catch up so maybe in about half an hour or so um we'll have um mr ethical on who's who's um had uh a victory i don't want to say partial well a victory let's let's leave it at that and let's see what he says julie what have you called him for <laughs> Oh, just a bit of silliness to say that I've made it through the week and I really embarrassed my- well, oh. embarrassed myself today. What did you um, do? So, <laughs> yesterday, um, I broke my tooth. Oh. Uh, well, I was only eating something soft. <laughs> a piece of my tooth fell off. Why were so- you chewing something soft? What? That's, and again, it's just you make your own jokes at home, guys. <laughs> uh. And so I booked an emergency uh, dentist appointment. Yeah. And um, my dentist is a three a three minute walk from my house. Yep. Yep. On the way to the dentist for my broken tooth, I tripped up over a paving slab. I <laughs> put, my, put my hand out in front of me and dislocated my shoulder. Oh, as I fell. baby, baby! Did you have some? <laughs> uh, uh, did that? Did you have to go to the hospital? Um, well, I phoned for an ambulance because, oh, well, to start with, this is at four o'clock in the afternoon, yes. and um, I have been to A and E, and I've now got my arm in a sling. But um, I fell over because I was only going round the corner. I had on like a, the most ridiculous outfit—a big fur, green fur coat—and I was only going round the corner. And because I fell over flat on my front, oh. I think that people might have thought that I was. I don't know, drunk or right. well, disturbed yeah. because people were walking over me. Oh. I mean, I live in the suburbs. No, really? They were walking over me. They weren't like, 
there's not a lot of people, but some people. Did they not? Did, did they not offer to help or anything? One woman, one woman did, and she she's like, um, um, and then some. Once somebody, I think, sees somebody asking if they're okay, I think then the guilt. Um, then everybody well, that's a known psychological okay. effect, isn't it? That, yeah. that, that people, if there are a group of people watching an incident, yeah. uh, it, that they can all stay, you know, as spectators until one person breaks the seal, so to speak, and then everyone feels kind of exactly that they're allowed to so do there's it. A, there's a, there's a, uh, so I phoned my son who was off on study leave. Um, <laughs> I thought it over around the corner, please, because you can't really help me up. And there's an old lady who said, are you okay? Oh, you know, just stay still, don't move, blah, blah, blah. And then a man came over, is she okay? Don't be stupid, of course she's not okay. Wow. And they, they had a big row about hey, with, whether I was okay or not. Now, um, you dislocated your shoulder. Please tell yes. me that involved someone popping your arm back in. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, having watched lots of Lethal Weapon movies... <laughs> Does. Um, I was in excruciating pain. I mean, it worse than child, childbirth, and I, I couldn't move. So I phoned an ambulance because I, I just couldn't move, and was told. Um, I mean, because it's not life-threatening. Was said, oh, you know, it might be up to a, an hour. The ambulance. Yeah. And um, after an hour and a half. I was in so much pain, and the noises I was making, the wailing, oh, the wailing, as I I threw my head back, wailing, and was holding onto my arm, I actually popped my own shoulder back into its socket. Hey, flipping heck, you you (laughs) self-operated. I'd like to say it was a bit more Mel Gibson and, you know, ran my shoulder against a a, a wall or something. Please tell me, Julie, that you suddenly, you're in pain, and then you heard, uh, and everything was fine. Yes! Yes! Was it that? Much. I mean, yes! Wow. Beautiful. So, I mean, it was still sore, but, you know, I could um, at least move. So, went to A&E, was seen within like, half an hour. But it was to see, even though I was lying on the floor in excruciating agony, you kind of think, if I saw that happen, I think I might have laughed. Here we go. You, you've, to... you've, given, you've given me an idea for the best phone-in, right? The best phone-in of the week. <laughs> Operations you think you could do on your own, right? And I'm going to go in with yeah. two. I could do, I could do the popping someone's arm back in. I could do that. I think I could yeah. also do, and I can't even say it properly, I could also do a tracheotomy. Tracheotomy, yeah. I could do that. All you need, because I saw it on a, on a programme, all you need, I've got the equipment here, all you need is a biro. <laughs> a bi- yeah. <laughs> all you need is a biro, and you take the back off, and you take the, the pen bit out, so you've just got the tube, <laughs> and you just slam it into someone's throat, and it pierces, and if, they're, if, they're, if they can't breathe, you put it in there, and they can breathe instantly, you've saved their lives. I could do that. <laughs> Um, I, don't, I don't even think I could do the Heimlich manoeuvre on these. On oh, I've done the Heimlich manoeuvre. Does I, it work like it yes. shows in the film? Oh, mate, it's brilliant! Like, I did it on my mum. I did it on my mum. She was choking <laughs> on a bit of chicken. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. No, it was funny. She was choking, and she was sat there, and she was choking, and she chokes a bit because this was ages ago when she was still at home. But she, she she quite often chokes with her food, and she was choking, and it was funny and stuff. And then she started laughing, and then the laughter turned into a panic laughter, and then yeah, yeah. she actually started turning blue. And I'm thinking, Christ, so I'm, I'm kind of smacking her on the back, you know, but, but not hard. I said, right, Mum, I'm going to do the Heimlich, right? So I stood her up, I got behind her, arms around her, pulled it, boom, boom, third one, bit of chicken went flying right across the room. <laughs> it was brilliant! I felt so wondered, good! I've always wondered if it does kind of work like that, yeah. you know, like you see in the film. <laughs> he died last week, Dr Heimlich, didn't he? 
he? Yeah, he 90... Choked, he? <laughs> no, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> no, ninety-five <laughs> years Sorry. old. He died. Uh, he died of just like being old and stuff. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. So I can do Heimlich maneuver, popping a limb back in, um, and a tracheotomy. If anyone could, any operations you think you can do, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you, Julie. Let's go to Jay. Evening, Jay. I reckon I could lance the boil. Um, I hope that's not a euphemism about my producer. No, no. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no. Why? <laughs> no. no. Why, no, you know, no. with boils, right? Yeah. Why do you have to lance them? Why can't you just squeeze them like a spot? Um, I don't think you're supposed to squeeze spots. Oh. I don't want to get too big. Because I think because there's so much under there, and aren't, and aren't they in, like, little sacks as well? You have to get all the fat out. Have you ever... There's You know there's videos on YouTube of people squeezing yeah. huge yeah. boils like that, the, and the yeah. pus. Yeah. It really yeah. is. I, it's, it's, um... It's like... It's one of those dark recesses of YouTube that you end up at at three in the morning. It is absolutely... I remember at work, there was just like... Someone had like a 15-minute compilation of these videos. And it was just the the initial spurt. Uh, Oh, it was just disgusting. (laughs) It was disgusting, Jay. Yeah, yeah, but I reckon I could do that. And ingrown toenails, that kind of stuff. That's, That's the kind of level of operations I can manage. I don't quite know... What is an ingrowing toenail? When your toe is going into your skin, toenails going into your skin. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Well, why does well, it? Do, why it goes, does it do that? Sometimes it goes. Well, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, am I? I don't know. But sometimes it gets. Have you never had an ingrown toenail? No, of course not. What? Well, it's, it's pretty common, I think. It's like when you're the edge of your toe just kind of instead of going straight up, it kind of grows down the side and digs into your anyway, skin. Can I? Can I just read you something, Edmund? Uh, no, Jay. This yeah. is how nuts people are, right? So Richard, who texted me earlier to see if he was bad, yeah. right? Yeah. I sent you some insulting texts, and I would like to send you some more, but don't want to pay for texts that are being blocked. Richard from the Glens. P.S. I sent the text to Catherine, so keep your nose out. Bye-bye. Phone him up. Catherine, put him on. Phone him up, because he's been an idiot. I don't want to know what he's talking about before I do block him. Is this related to the... I've only just caught up with the podcast in the last two weeks. Yes. Boy, oh boy, have you had some good calls. Oh, man. There's been some... Wow. It's been an emotional roller coaster. It's been... Yeah, isn't it, Just? Isn't it? There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of people in a lot of pain out there. There is, and I hope I wish them all the best. Um, I don't. But the question you the question you asked... (laughs) The question you asked about whether or not you should let people on who weren't listening to the show live... Yes. Did you? Have you come out yesterday? I've not caught up with yesterday's podcast. Is that I all? think we've kind of agreed that yes, we should, but we'll treat them with caution. Yeah. Okay. Is that what okay. you were going to say? I was. I was going to say yeah, but also because some people might, like myself, might be phoning up about things from previous days. Oh yeah, no. And we said, and we said that that was okay. If you've been, you know, if yeah. you're a podcast listener, then that was absolutely fine. It was just the people like Nigel, like um, Ken, yeah. like Caddick, who never actually listen at all yeah. and use it as an opportunity i mean ken stop phoning us now but use it as an opportunity yeah. to come on and and do their party piece and then go that's where i was a little <laughs> bit yeah uncomfortable but at least Caddick does actually engage in a nice conversation yes. right? that's why i think he's one of your better oh God, callers don't, don't regular callers don't say oh, no no Jay, but, but like him and cat yeah and and you know they, they at least have a conversation with you whereas yeah. ken and nigel kind of don't really. No, they talk at you. I guess, get, mm-hmm. Kath, go on that microphone and tell me, um, I guess Richard didn't want to come on. I saw a heated discussion. Uh, what did he say? Chicken. 
He, d- yeah. he didn't say anything. I left him a little message. Oh, really? Saying yeah. what? Yeah. Said, first of all, Richard, send as many messages as you like. It's your money. Yeah. Second of all... Text ha- costs uh, 25 pence plus your normal standing charge, guy. Sending charge. I also asked him how he thought I was going to reply to his text messages if he was just texting me. Did he think, really, that I was going to text him back what, using my number? So I told him he was a bit of a plum. Yeah, well um, but I yeah. said he was welcome, and now we've registered his name. When he rings up, we'll know it's him. Beautiful. Thank you, Richard. Um, yeah, so that's where we got to with that one, Jay. So have you thought about extending that? Because and, and, I know you used to not engage so much with Twitter and texts, uh, and it was just a call-in show, so maybe... Well, I, d- I did back away from Twitter for, for, for a week or so, and then I'm kind of back on it, and I'm going to back away from it again... Um, next week, I think what we're gonna, I think what we're gonna do next week, Monday, I've decided we're gonna do new callers only on Monday because I like those. We've not yeah. done that for a while, um, and I like that. So Monday night, yeah. new callers only, um, and yeah, new and newish or new, new and newish, new and newish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is my fifth call, I think. So I don't, I don't. You'll be out, mate. I, I think kind of like oh. sort of three or three or less is newish, but there's a little bit of grey around it. I don't want to be, you know, completely fascist about it. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've stopped doing Periscope as much. We still do it from time to time, and we, we enjoy the 360, because that's fun. Um, mm-hmm. But it has, I, I would say this year, it has become more of a phone-in show with yeah. less, you know, kind of the, um, uh, less of the other bits and pieces. Yeah. Because you get people texting into every single show, don't you? And oh, yeah. I and, I mean, I, I, the texts are all in front of me, and I don't... I tend not to give out the number. It's 8722 if you want to text, start the word, with the word talk. Um, but I, as a fan of radio, uh, Jay, as I said, I, I don't really like listening to a host reading texts or reading yeah. tweets, unless they're hilariously funny. I would prefer the person to be either be taking calls or to just be talking, you know, to, to, yeah. to be talking about what's in their head and stuff. I think that's good. Well, in the last call to you, I was telling you that I wasn't really a talk radio fan, and you recommended I listen to James Whale for a week. Was, oh, uh-oh, oh, did was, I? Oh, I'm sorry. Was, <laughs> was, yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea, really. No, and that's uh, fine, and that's, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, and then, then did you have a little spat with him or something? Oh, he's a, I, I don't want I don't to be rude about him, but he's a knob. <laughs> He can only do four days a week. Imagine that. He can only be, he can only work four days a week. Then he's got to have a little lie down because he's so old. James is, is very old school and I don't mean that as a compliment. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's what I found. I found it very similar to all of the things that I'd not really listened to before but had in the background. And one of the, those, and it's never engaged me that kind of talk radio really. I've I've never really listened to commercial radio before. I was always BBC and music, but. You know, Big you've charge. got me listening to talk radio. Jay, I'm glad you're listening, mate. I've got to move on. 0344 499 1000. Can someone, I know the aircon is broken, but can someone pre- come in and pretend to fiddle with the aircon so that at least psychologically, maybe it'll work as a placebo and I will believe on some level it's getting cooler in here because boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's, it's smelling very, very fresh. Eben and Craig, you'll be up after the news. We've only had one woman caller this evening can we do something about that please dear listener oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand hopefully we'll have an update with mr ethical late nights with ian lee on talk radio talk radio coming up after the news we'll speak to mr ethical who's had um, a partial success in his campaign that he's been um waging raging i don't know what the word will be late nights with ian lee on talk radio Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. 
Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, dear listener. Um, it's going to be one of those shows where we just kind of bump along and see where we get to. An hour down already. Two more to go. Um, I have very little to say. I'm I'm trying to avoid. I've lifted the ban on talking about Trump. We normally have a ban. But it, because it's it's the big story of the day, it would be churlish to keep that ban in place. So I have nothing to say about Donald Trump, but I am going to lift the ban. So if you have something you want to get off your chest that you've not been able to with, with Charlie and, and Sam or with George or, or, or on other radio stations, then you'd be more than welcome to this evening, OK? I don't know what there is to say about Donald Trump. But if you want to, the ban is lifted. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I kind of thought it would just be nicer if um, it's been a long old week, hasn't it? It's been a long week. It's been a tough week. I'm tired. I'm kind of jittery with medications being changed. I'm gurning a lot, in great pleasure in stretching my face. It's very satisfying. Um, and we've had some some tough old calls this week, haven't we? And I know lots of you are still thinking about Lorna and hoping that she's okay, as I do. I have no um, n- knowledge of what happened since her call. So I thought we'd just, this evening, just check in. And um, just, um, if you want to just phone up and say, I'm, I made it. I made it to the end of another week. Um, that's good enough for me tonight. That's good enough. We'll have a nice gentle show. There'll be lots of other angry shows on at the moment. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. Now, about gosh, I don't know how long ago, six months ago, something like that. Um, we maybe even a bit longer. We spoke to a gentleman um, who's uh, known as Mister Ethical, a guy called um, Nicholas Wilson. Um, and some of you will remember it. Uh, uh, we talked briefly um, about an ongoing campaign that Nicholas had against HSBC. And someone sent me a link that's in today's, well, it's today's online guardian. I don't know if it's actually in the newspaper itself as well. Whistleblower wins 13-year campaign against HSBC. Thousands of customers will be compensated for excessive credit card charges thanks to dogged efforts of 59-year-old, oh, hang on a second, Nicholas Wilson, Mr. Ethical. Um... Well, I'm surprised that he said yes, and I'm really glad he said yes. Uh, but Nicholas joins me on the line now. Congratulations, Nicholas. Oh, thank you, Ian. Um, d- d- when did this... This is is in the Guardian online today. Mm-hmm. When did you realise... When did you find out that you'd been successful? Well, I haven't been successful yet, but the, the news is, is today, the day of um, Trump's inauguration. What, sorry, what, what the, the news has come out today? That yeah, it's come out today on the day of Trump's inauguration. Uh, are you suggest what? What are you suggesting with that? Um, I'm suggesting it might be media manipulation. Listen, Ian. Last time I had you had me on, you just took the piss out of my mental health. Now you want to talk to me because HSBC have agreed to pay. A, four million pounds i mean four million pounds is nonsense it's actually about three or four hundred million pounds what do you actually want to say to me 
Well, I, I wanted to say congratulations on what appears to be a partial victory and ask you where you go from here. I'll tell you where I go from here. I continue to campaign for people who have been ripped off by HSBC. I continue to campaign about the media and people like you that do not allow this story to get out. I continue to campaign. Um, uh, hey, what, what, what do you want to say? Well, well, Let me know when we have delay, please, Ed. Nicholas, calm down. I just took slight umbrage at being lumped in with the media outlets that didn't... We dumped that, didn't we? That that didn't... That that aren't allowing this story to be told because I'm, I'm... I want this story to be told. I want to congratulate you on a partial victory and see where you go from here and i'm just keeping your fader down for a minute nicholas just because i've got to let the delay build up because we had a little um we've got to be very careful with bad language on the radio as i'm sure you can understand um you you will notice as you heard in my introduction that we have decided not to talk about donald trump uh, and we tend not to talk about him on this show and instead we are giving at the top of the hour over to you to um to discuss this story apologies if you thought i took the mick last time it's something that we both disagree on um quite strongly and and that's fine we are adults we are allowed to disagree and i'm i'm still got your fader down nicholas because i want to wait to make sure that we have enough delay just in case you get a little bit emotional again um, that we can dump it. Because I can't allow bad language on the radio. We have very strict rules on the radio. There's no watershed on the radio like there is on the TV. So so obviously offensive language um, is uh, unacceptable and um, it's something that we can't condone. And we have a, uh, a, a computer system here called a seven... We have a 14-second delay, actually, which means I can use the double dump. We have that back. Nicholas, I'm about to turn... Uh, your fader back up. I really appreciate it um, if there was no bad language. There we go. Fader back open. Nicholas. Be brave. Ian, be brave. I'm being brave by, right. by allowing right. you back right. on after You've the You've got swear. me. You've got me. Yeah. You're the first, apart from BBC, you're the first media outlet that's got me on the radio today after the FCA. Yeah, and we wanted to congratulate you. Thank uh, you very much. And and re uh, right, right, dude. <sighs> Nicholas, watch your language, dude. That's a that's that's an orange card, which is somewhere in between yellow and red. All right, watch your language. I didn't call you a nutcase. We talked about mental health, which is something that's very, very close to my heart and to my soul and to my head because I am as I'm nuts. Right. So we talked about mental health as part of the conversation. Nicholas. You're getting more opportunities than most. And I I think it. You wonder why you don't get on mainstream media because of language like that, dude. Listen, I'm I'm looking at my team who are monitoring the computer system. I'm already can feel my boss who, if he's listening, sending me a strong email saying, "Why are you persevering with this?" 
I'm persevering with it, and even my producer is telling me to to move on. I'm going to persevere with it one more time, okay? And I am being brave, and I am putting my job on the line. Because if a swear word gets out after the number of warnings I've given you, I'm for the chop. Nicholas, your fader is down. I am going to put your fader up. I've got you on here. I'll tell you when it's up. Because I want to congratulate you on a partial victory. Having only read the story briefly whilst on air, so I've not been able to digest all of it, I can see it. you consider it a partial victory. And I wondered what your next step was. Your fader is going up now. You're on the air again. My next step. Well, I, I, I haven't heard what you've said, so... You would I'm have been able sure. to hear me with the fader down. What? I can I can repeat it again if you'd like. What What was your question? What's my next step? Yes, Nicholas. Well, <laughs> after thirteen years, the um, HSBC has agreed to repay four million pounds to yes. some people. And, and you think it should be significantly more than that? Uh, How are yes, you going to proceed? Three to four hundred million pounds. How, how are you going to proceed? I'm going to proceed by continuing my campaign, okay. Ian. And how are you going to do that? What, what, what are you going to do next? <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? Don't you understand that the people like you... Right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He'll now go on Twitter and send me lots of abuse. You had You had three chances, dude, which is two more than I give anyone else, OK? Your main argument there seemed to be, and boy, when you put that in the podcast, don't forget you've got to bleep it. Your main argument seemed to be that the media is not allowing you on to tell your story. You've just had 10 minutes of radio time to tell your story. And each time I put the fader up, you complained that you weren't allowed to tell your story and you swore. I've got to let you go, Nicholas. Congratulations on a partial victory. I wish you success, and uh, I, I, I hope that you, you, you take this to a, a conclusion that you're happy with. Peace and love, man. Peace and love. <clears throat> Here's something that will surprise you. That went worse than I expected. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... <laughs> My, my last word on the subject, then we'll move on. Mr. Ethicals just tweeted, God knows I tried! <laughs> Do you know, the, the, the one... That isn't my last word. This, this may be my last word. Um, uh, it was the F-bomb each time there that we hit, we hit, the, uh, the, hit the dump. So it was a full-on... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a light... It was a full-on swear. Class A, category A. Um... But the, the the one thing I come away from that phone call knowing is that actually I was in the right last time. Because I did, if you heard the last phone call with Mr. Ethical, I know we've got lots of new listeners and things, so some of you may have missed it. Um, but I, I, I have pondered in the last six, seven months since that call. I have from time to time thought, well, did I, did I play it right? Was I, um, was I too arch? Was I trying to be too buoyed, too clever? But um, 
that that call there has has, has just proved that that no, I was in the right. And it was funny before the the, the top of the hour, we knew he was coming on. Catherine came in and produced me, and said, um, "Just play it, just play it straight, play it absolutely straight." And and we did, and that's a shame. Anyway, Nicholas, congratulations, um, and uh, more power to your elbow, Eben. Hello. Now, can I check? Have we got? Have we got enough dump just in case Eben starts effing and Jeffing? We got plenty of dump. All right, we're coming. No, I won't. I won't start Well, we finish. don't know. We just don't know, no. Eben. We just don't know. Uh, I'm now being told that we're censored. Yeah, we're censored in that as much as you can't say the f word three times in a row. So, anyway, Eben, what you got for us, boss? I'm just phoning in to say hi. Totally agree with you about like not like sharing those charity things and that. I've had a similar experience oh, yeah, this tell, week, actually. Tell me what happened, Eben. In school, I one of my friends posted on Snapchat doing a cycle ride for British Heart Foundation, yeah. and I'm doing a sponsored swim. Yeah. Can everyone share this and oh. donate as much money as he can? Yeah. And then the next day, she went into school and asked all the teachers for money. Oh. And all the teachers, teachers, as we know, they've got, they've got, they're made of money. They're lighting cigars with fifty-pound notes. Mm, yeah. And what did you? Um, and and how did 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 she, did she get um, funny with anybody that didn't sponsor her? Uh, I'm not sure because she hadn't actually approached me yet. Oh, no, she knows Ty Eben, you see. Here's the thing, and it's, it's when I when I used to work at the BBC, quite often there was one presenter in particular um, who would send an email out, I'm doing the sponsored whatever it was. But I'm doing a sponsored cycle for Mencap. Um no it was it was generally no it was he was doing sponsored stuff for his kids' school. That was it. I'm doing the sponsored cycle for uh, Millie's uh, primary school, um, and I'm going to name and shame everybody who doesn't pay. I thought, come on, man. A, it's a school, right? So it's not a proper charity. It's not like disabled kids or something. And B, up yours. Don't send an email out. Don't shame people because they don't want to sponsor you. How dare you do that? I'll do you. Do, you've got no idea, idea what I do with my cash and where I donate it and where I put it. So up yours, Delores. Yeah, and there was a sponsored one which I we all had to raise money for compulsory. Yeah, but I just didn't raise any money because I feel a bit embarrassed asking people for money. Yeah, I just donated money myself. I know what you mean, and the I mean my my eldest has done a couple of sponsored things at school, and and we sponsor him, and his grandparents sponsor him, and we I, I get it because um I get why they're doing it. I mean he's seven, but they're doing it so that they can see about fundraising they can also they i think the last one they did it for was for a guide dog for the blind and then after they'd raised all the money a guide dog came in and they met a guide dog and they got to see how it helped how they help blind people and bloody bloody blah um so there's an element to it but yeah i mean oh charity yeah oh charity anyway um Right. And I also wanted to say that I got through another week. Well done. It was a hard week. Has, has it been a tough one? Why has it been so tough? Just literally constant with work and school getting on the top of me. And I haven't been able to like leave the normal time. I have to at least stay like, behind for half an hour. 
just doing extra work and homework, catching up. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't have homework and I don't have the possibility of exams and, and those kind of things. It passes, Eben. It You know, you get through yeah. that stage and it's, it's sadly... Sadly, it's something that everyone has to go through, and I'm not necessarily sure that it's the the if, if it's right for everyone to have to go through that mm. structured form of schooling. I've just found out in my maths, I'm a topic behind, Uh-oh. and we haven't even gone on to the next book in maths, C two, and the exam. There are twelve teaching weeks left. Oh, so how are you going to do, how are you going to cram it all in? I'll probably have to get my dad to give me extra support because he's got a maths slash physics degree. Ah, there you see. Get, get, get dad to do it, Eben. Get your old man to do it. Thank you, Eben. Uh, Dredge! <laughs> Kath just called me John John. What's all that about? John John! <laughs> John John! What do you prefer, John John or Dredge? <laughs> Dredge, I think, is better. Okay, John, John. What? Just, I mean... Yes? Lee, be quiet. Yes, Dredge! That's like a proper... Now, that's that's a proper, old-fashioned, um, comedy double-act stylings by talking and calling each other by their surnames. Well, that's that's a good point. That's one of the things I was going to say was that, um, things that are brilliant, I think, because, you know, at the moment, things seem a little bit bleak. So, things that are brilliant include things like, uh, comedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Without, without comedy, where would we be, you know? Without double acts like Laurel and Hardy or, you know. Man, I I heard such a good documentary about Laurel and Hardy the other night about their British tours in 30. 40 and 53 it was absolutely blinding and so what sort of thing were they talking about because i was wondering about listening to that um well they had um they had interviews with some of the people that were there um including a guy that had driven them around and um i I don't know if it was if it was the woman who lived in stan laurel's old house that he was he, he was born in um and um, they had people like that, and they had newsreel audio, and they I think they had, oh, they had a really weird audio clip of them doing, um, talking about charities, doing like a promotional film for wounded soldiers. Because uh, I think when they came here originally, uh, you know, when they came here around that time, they couldn't believe the incredible reception they got. People oh, it was like Beatlemania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have gone. I would have gone, do you know what I mean? Imagine seeing Laurel and Hardy in... I mean, even in 53, when they were way past their prime. But imagine seeing those guys live on stage. What a thrill! And things like that can really help you, I think, you know, and can take your mind off the sort of grim realities of life sometimes. You know, if you just watch them having an argument yep. or watch one of their great routines, you know, it's it's so great. But what do you think of these colourised versions? No, I think it's, um, uh, I think it's awful. I, I remember Tomorrow's World when they first showed us the colourised Laurel and Hardys. Um, and I, I refuse, I think they're interesting for about 30 seconds, because you go, oh, okay, right. But I think they're, it, it, it's like, um, it's like urinating on a Picasso. I've done that. Oh! 
Well, in that case, uh, no, I just think it's awful. Why would you colourise? This is one of the problems I had with that Beatles film, the uh, the Ron Howard Beatles film, is that they had colourised footage in it. That's a bit strange. Why is that? Is that to make it updated? Well, it's for, it's for the American audience because Americans can't sit through uh, two hours of black and white, so they put they colourised some of the footage, and I think it's a, it's I think it's criminal. It was it's black and white. It's black and white. That's what we have got to deal with. I used to like the the music in Lauren Hardy films as well. You know what I mean? Some of the uh, and they had a big hit single, didn't they? A big hit single with um, Trail of the, the Lonesome Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was still... in the seventies. That was in the seventies, wasn't it? They were big in the seventies. Uh, uh, well, they were always on at tea time. Do you remember the Laure- Do you remember the Laurel and Hardy cartoon? <laughs> yeah. What nobody was that said, about? No, nobody has ever said, do you know what, I prefer the cartoon. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Um, uh, um, let's play people that have been made into cartoon tennis. <laughs> right? Ready? <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh, good. You can go first with Laurel and Hardy. I have got one, actually. I've right, got one. I'll go first then. Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> no, I'll go first, actually. Okay, I'll go, go first. Aldridge. Laurel and Hardy. The Beatles. have Laurel first. No, you can't. Okay. The Beatles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, this is one I found out very, very recently. Abbott and Costello. A cartoon of Abbott and Costello! Yep. Okay, um, the Jackson 5. Oh, I've got loads. <laughs> I've got loads. In that case, I come back at you with the Osmonds, I'm afraid. Have they got a cartoon, or are you just saying that? No, they have. Yeah, they All have right. a cartoon. Um, Fonz and the Happy Days Gang. Oh, blimey. Do you remember that? They found a... T- uh, they went time-travelling with this um, sexy black woman called Cookie. And they had a talking dog in it. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't in the... But, 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 but if you think about Happy Days, they did have an alien in it. Yeah, that's so. true. That's where Mork and Mindy came from, Happy Days. Go on, Mork and Mindy. Yes. Mork and Mindy. They didn't have there, a cartoon. There was a cartoon. There was a an cartoon. An animated cartoon. I'm not just talking about drawings in looking. <laughs> now, there was a uh, there was a more community thing, and that had something like a talking dog in it as okay, well. Okay, 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 um, okay. Oh, um, Star Trek. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm running out of it now. It. I'm running out of it. I know. I've got one um, more I'm, I'm sure of. Oh, blimey. People that have been made into cartoons. I suppose you could say Top Cat was a version of... Uh, oh, Dredge! Dredge! Get your... Please, look, I can see your ass where you're bending over into that barrel to try and scrape the bottom of it. Disqualified! I'm not on Periscope. I'm not on Periscope. <laughs> Disqualified! For heaven's sake. You could, of course, had um, the original Adam West Batman. You could... Uh, holy, holy hole in a donut. Holy hole in a donut. You could also have had... Oh, oh Mr Bean you could have had. <laughs> oh, I know, I've got one now. Mm. Will the real Jerry Lewis please stand up? Yeah, that's true, that's true. Thank but, you. But the game was over, because uh, you're out. Ah, I see. Thank you right. much indeed. Anything else, or shall I cut you off? You can cut me off. There we go. Ian, stay off Twitter. Ian, stay off Twitter. Ian, stay off Twitter. <laughs> Don't rise to it. Don't rise to it. Don't rise to it. He wants us to call him back. We're not going to. We're not going to. I think um, I think he had more than a fair crack of the whip there. Four F-bombs. We, we got them all, didn't we? We got them all. OK, we'll put that out as a podcast. The interesting thing we found out to our cost about the podcast is um, 
basically, the audio f- that, we, that, that Kath makes the podcast get pulled off the log, which is the recording of the show. Now, we assumed that if there was a dump in the show, that wouldn't be recorded on the log. So you just pull that audio off and you put it out and, it, and, and the dumps will be included. We found out the hard way that that's not the case. The log records everything. Everything. No, no, the, the the dumps don't get included. It records everything. And we found out once, I think it was a, I think it may have been a C-bomb. Um, we put a podcast out and we started getting loads of messages going, there's a, was it, it was, it was an F or an S. It was, it was quite a strong swear. But we're getting loads of messages saying, well, you know, there's a swear word in this um, podcast. I'm going, well, how is that possible? So we will put Mr. Ethical out as part of a podcast. It will be bleeped. You get to hear the bleeps. Um, Craig, oh Craig, you've been waiting for ages. I'll come to you in a second. Um, 0344-499-1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The Harlem Globetrotters, of course. Well, tonight's phone-ins, as such, are people that have been turned into cartoons and operations you think you could do if push came to shove, I think... So, so far, I've said I could, I could pop someone's um, limb back in if it got dislocated and a tracheotomy. I think, because I saw it done on a TV programme... No, I didn't. I read a book about it. Someone did it to themselves. I think I could do an appendix. I think I could. I mean, it would be... It would... You know, it... If you were stuck on a desert island and there was no chance of rescuing and you were going to die of your appendix, it was going to explode and you were going to die, I think I could do it. If I had a... I mean, it would be it would be helpful if I had a book to show me where. But it's there, isn't it? It's there and it's like a little sack. I'm pointing between my legs. I'm not. It's about there and it's a little... It's a little sack. I think I could do that. Then you, you, you whip it out. Sew them up and then just pour loads of um, rum. Don't know why I'm assuming we'll be stuck with rum on this. Desk. Just pour rum over it. I might take a kidney out as well. See how I feel. Suck dinner, isn't it? Can you eat human kidneys like you can eat pig's kidneys? I guess so. I guess you can. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Craig. There was a guy in the North Pole who was the medical, the doctor for the expedition. He yes. had to take his own appendix out. Yeah, it happens. Well, there's a, here we go. There's that, um, well, there was that, I'm, I'm trying not to respond. Don't let me respond to Twitter. Don't let me respond to Twitter. I'm closing my computer because I'm not responding. Um, there's that book, isn't there? 128 Hours. And it's turned into a film, and it's about this guy. I read the book, I didn't watch the film. It's about this guy who goes out um, sort of rock climbing. Not mountaineering, but rock climbing. And he slips and falls between two rocks, and his arm is is wedged in. He can't move his arm out, and he's there for 128 hours. And he's there for so long, his arm starts withering, right? And he's drunk all his wee-wee, and he's done all that stuff, and he's going to die, right? To escape... He cuts his own arm off with a rusty penknife. This is a true story. Absolutely true story. I've not seen the film. He cuts his arm off, and he's only about two miles away from the road, right? 
And it's in the middle of the desert, like Arizona or something. And he runs, he, he kind of runs towards the road and sees these people and they see this guy where, waving his arm about. And I think, I can't remember the end. I, I don't know if they managed to sew it back on or whether it was, because the arm was kind of dead because there was no blood getting to it, which made it easier to chop it off. So I don't think they sew it back on. But the thing about reading the book, right, now anyone who's read the book will agree with me. He was such an arrogant little SH1T <laughs> that I, the moment he started chop, chopping his arm off, I was cheering. I was thinking, good. Because so, everyone said, right, oh, don't go off into the desert on your own. Don't go this route on your own. Don't do this on your own. Right, make sure you've got enough water. And he went off on his own and he didn't have enough water. Cocky little so-and-so. He deserved to lose an arm. Fair enough. I've got more health and safety. Yeah. Ten years ago, I fell off a ladder and dislocated my shoulder. Yeah, beautiful, Craig. That's so I tried, I tried to bash it in. It didn't work. I went to the hospital. I'd actually broken the bone and I was actually doing worse damage than the actual fall. Oh, you need to when, when you, if you dislocate, you, you you need someone to to pull it so that it goes. Oh, I did away. all that against the ladder. I was bashing it and bashing it. Well, you don't just bash it. It's not a case of bashing it, mate. It's a case of pulling it. I thought the guy in um, the, what's the kid Neil uh, Mal Gibson. I thought he bashed it against. No, the, that's no, what I watched, no, yeah. no. You got you got got to. Uh, oh, and I could uh, operations you could do. I could happily amputate fingers or toes easily. Easy. Yeah. Toes, you can just, um, if you've got a pair of pliers, you can just cut them off. Yeah, if you put, like, Cass, a cane, right. then they just go numb, don't they? Yeah, I could do that. Hey, my right thumb has been numb for about three months. Should I be worried about that? Can you move it? Does well, it hurt? I can move, well, no, it doesn't hurt, because it's numb. There's nerve damage then, isn't it, probably? Yeah. So, so that'd be all right, then. Choking? Nip it I, off, could nip it off, yeah, could I do. was choking. Sorry? Ch I was choking, right? Yeah. Best thing to do when you're choking, hold your breath. Um, Stops the choking spasm. Um, then you can move, and I went to the top of the landing and, and faced down on the stairs, bashed my stomach, and the food came out that way. A lot of your um, medical um, procedures involve bashing yourself. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if the telly don't work, you give her a smack, don't you? Well, this is, do you know what? When I was doing my voiceover today, the telly went a bit, um, bit wonky. There's, there's the time code on the bottom is when I'm supposed to start speaking. Although I don't really use it very often, I get a fra they flash a red light. But the time code went all funny, and I said, oh, the TV's gone funny. And instinctively, I gave it a couple of smacks. Yeah. But that doesn't work on well, modern TVs. That's only for the old TV, the, the Valve TVs. Yeah, you can have a bit of a wonky dry solder, which you can, you can bash it and sometimes... Wonky dry solder? solder on circuit boards, it dries out and you can have, a, like, a intermittent fault. Oh, no, well, I, yeah, I, I don't think you can whack TV. Hey, you know they're going to invent very, very... I think, I think they've invented it and it's coming out soon. T TVs that are the thickness of, like, a thin plastic table mat you know the table mats you got for the kids right they're good just wipe oh, yeah. them down tvs like that right so you can stick them up on the wall with a bit of blue tack oh yes please and then when you turn it off they become like see-through yeah because they do uh windows like that now don't they well Where you can press the button and the lcd oh. mist the window up for you oh really 
Yeah, they got a, there's a, there was something on the net. The guy goes into the toilet, and when you lock the door, no, it's, it's a clear glass. No, and when you lock the door, I don't. It all steams up. I would not <laughs> trust that. Wasn't there a club in London back in the day where the the men's toilet was like a mirror? Right. But it was it was a one way mirror, and it, the, on the other side of the mirror was the girls' toilet, and the girls could see into the men's toilet, but the men only saw a reflection in the mirror. It wasn't. There was something where there was um, a one way mirror, and there was a camera in there. Oh, you're thinking of um, Chuck Berry. But it wasn't. There was something about it not being illegal or something. You're thinking of Chuck Berry's restaurant. Chuck Berry did that. Yeah, he he put uh, video cameras in the women's toilets. No, I'm sure in the 90s there was, or maybe it was just an urban myth. Hey, has anybody seen that um, new series on Sky yet? The urban myth thing. They pulled, they had a Michael Jackson one and they pulled it because it was um, a white guy playing Jackson. Oh, yeah, they, they've done one with uh, the, the singer, haven't they? The, uh, oh, you know. Bob Dylan. Yeah, Eddie Marzen, who I think, I think I've got his name right, Eddie Marzen is one of this country's finest actors, right? He's absolutely brilliant. And and I didn't see it, it was him as Bob Dylan. And this wonderful story that is, I don't, well, it, it's a story of urban myths, so I guess it's not true, where he, he, he he's going to Dave Stewart's house, but he ends up in the wrong Dave's, I'm here, I'm here to see Dave. Well, Dave's out at the moment, love, do you want to come in and wait for him? Okay. And then it's some other bloke called Dave. Hey, that's not a bad Dylan, is it? Okay, I'm Bob Dylan. I'm going to come here to see Dave. I saw him. I've seen him in the Cowboy film, but I don't know much about Dylan. Oh, Dylan, he was in um, Butch... Ca- no, not Butch, Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. What was the Cowboy it film? Similar. It was a good one. Yeah, I think it... Was it Chris, Jack Nicholson in it as well? Christopherson, Might not have been Chris Jack. Christopherson was in it, wasn't he? That's it, Chris Christopherson. It He's was Pat... Pat... It was Pat Garrett and Billy... Okay. That... Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, wasn't it? I love my cowboy films. There's a brilliant, um, I can't, I've never liked cowboy films, and I always used to think I was, here's the thing, I always used to think I was gay because I didn't like cowboy films, because I didn't like football, and I didn't like cowboy films, and I'd really try as a youngster to watch football and watch cowboy films so that I wouldn't be gay. Turns out you can like, you can dislike those things and not be a homosexual, so that's okay. Bonus. Um, no, there was no bonus. But, there was a Bob Dylan made a film in the 80s called, I think, Hearts of Fire. Oh, do you know what? That's what I'm doing this, this weekend. I'm watching Bob Dylan's 1980s uh, classic Hearts of Fire, where he plays a rock singer. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Just finally then, yes. I went through the whole, you know that Lauren Hardy box set you had? Yes. I went through all of them. Watched every DVD. Do you want a medal for that? Yeah. Did you replace it? Did you buy it after? You were... No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Oh, fair enough. Um, you can get about 20 quid now. Yeah, I think I might have emailed it's not. It's not all of their films in there either. There are more films. Well, you've got a problem with... It's like that with the Pink Panther movies. Because one Pink Panther was made by a different studio. If you yep. buy the box set of Pink Panther... You don't get all the Peter Seller films because one of them is done by a different studio. But you get one with um, um, the um, older guy in it who's, who, who replaced Peter Sellers for one film. Yeah, I've, I've had to. I've done, and the same with um, the Marx Brothers. You have to buy a couple of collections. Well, they to can get stick all up their ass. Craig, I'm getting bored now, so I'm going to cut you Marvelous. off. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Pablo. How do you? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, nothing to do with my arrival. No. What's going on? Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I was just, um, I was reminded when you're talking about Ghostbusters, I used to have a recurring Oh, Ghostbusters! There's another one for cartoon tennis! Oh, okay, cartoon, yeah, real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or the, the original, because I had to call it the real Ghostbusters, because of the TV series, and I think they did a film, Ghostbusters, which was then made into a cartoon called Ghostbusters, which had a giant monkey and a robot what in a heck? flying car. Ooh, I don't remember that. Anyway, what, what are you calling in for, Pablo? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, with, with the Ghostbusters, I used to have a recurring dream as a child because they used to do the best uh, toys, the Ghostbusters toys. And I used yeah. to have a recurring dream that um, my mother or father had bought all of the toys and hid them in the freezer. And I used to wake up eagerly in the morning, run down and check the freezer. And I used to have that as quite a recurring dream as a child. And why, um, why Pablo, if you don't mind me asking, why are you telling me that? I don't know, it just, I hadn't thought about it in years, and when you mentioned Ghostbusters 2 earlier, it just yep. kind of sprung in. Yep. Um, yep. I've also got an indirect um, president-elect type of thing. My, my daughter had Indirect yeah. president-elect, stand erect for the nation! Bear style. Mm. Uh, um, so yeah, my, my daughter had quite the uh, quite the reaction once he was sworn in. We were sitting there trying to watch it as a family, marking a historic moment. However, yeah. dire it may be, you look back on in in, in future times. Um, all fortuitous, got to be positive. Um, but yeah, as soon as he was sworn in, uh, my daughter just looked down in her lap and uh, just started vomiting. Oh well, there uh, you go. You see, it could be prophetic. Yeah, and, well, she didn't start speaking in tongues or anything like yeah. that afterwards, uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah it'll be all right. You know what? The president, he'll be, he'll be all right. He'll get something, he'll make some things better and some things will be a bit worse. He'll be all yeah. right. He's surrounded himself with a bunch of uh, racist uh, homophobes, I'm sure he'll, he'll do well. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll be, be all Did right. you hear Charlie Wolfe and Sam Delaney earlier? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, no. it was good, man. It was good. It was, it was, um, it was actually, it was quite interesting, um... Quite interesting coverage. It was good to hear Charlie Wolf back on talk radio. Well, I was watching it on um, BBC, and uh, I, I, I don't know if I blanked the memory, but they've got a, a, a correspondent called Candy Kane. Candy Kane? Candy Kane. That's a, that's a real name. Candy Kane? I'm not being profane. That's ridiculous. That can't... Yeah, and she's like, she looks like she's in her late 40s as well. Uh, so, you know, it's not like... Uh, and she's British, I think, as well. So it's all... Oh, it's just it's boggling. Mind-boggling. Uh, Pablo, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Mark. Evening, Mark. Evening. Uh, how you doing, fella? Not too bad. I reckon I could saw my leg off. Um, from where? If push came to shove. Wait, from where? Ab- above or below the knee? Uh, above the knee. Oh, that's a yellow card! Flipping sorry. egg, what is going on, everybody? <laughs> I am so yellow sorry. card, yellow card. Um, uh, we, we're very yeah. strict on the swears these days. Yellow card. My, my knees are useless anyway. Yeah, I mean, what? Where would you would you do it standing up? Because it's going to be well, hard if you're lying down to get any perch. I suppose on a chair 
You could do it. But it's like it's a push come to shove situation, so I don't know. Like, what's happened to my leg that I've got a sore off? I could do it on a chair, actually. It would be helpful if there was someone to hold it for me, so they could hold it. Um, but then, if they were holding it, why wouldn't why wouldn't they just saw it off for me? But hang on, why wouldn't they go and get help? I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I could. Uh, well, I think we have to assume in all of these scenarios, Mark, that it, there is no one um, around who is able to get help. By the way, listen, we're all speaking in um, in terms of fantasy here. If anybody listening has ever performed an operation on themselves, then oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I am reminded. A lot of my stuff comes from this, this this other show I'm doing, this voiceover for this Laugh Out Loud thing on Channel 5. I'm reminded of, of the voiceover I did last week. I forgot about this. It was dads. Dads make you laugh out loud, right? And they had... A, a, you remember um, in cartoons and comics in the 70s, Mark, that if you had a wobbly tooth, you're supposed to tie it to a bit of string, tie it to a door yeah. handle and slam the door shut and it pulls the tooth out, right? Yeah. And I think some people may actually have done that in real life. Well... The thing at the moment, and there are loads of videos on it on YouTube, right? Tie the tooth to a bit of string. This is Dad's, right? Tie the tooth to a bit of string. Tie the other end of the string to a drone. (laughs) (laughs) And just send the drone straight up in the air. There's another one. This kid's dad, he tied this kid's tooth. It was like seven years old. Tied this kid's tooth to a bit of string other end of the string to a rocket and then fired the rocket up in the air the third one was this dad who i didn't like i thought he was it was a it was a billionaire right yeah have a guess what he tied his son's um tooth to a, a sports car of some description a helicopter to an actual helicopter, and the helicopter took off and whipped his tooth out. What an idiot. What an idiot. But the drone one, I like. Imagine filming that and... That'd be... The thing is, people don't... I mean, with my boys, we don't pull the tooth out. We just let it fall out. I mean, they go... When it's close to it, they go a bit crazy and wobble it with their tongue and stuff. We go, oh, no, I've got a tooth coming out. But we don't pull the tooth, the teeth out anymore. We just let them... Happen au naturel. Now, there was a joy when I was young of getting a wobbly tooth to the point where I could go, like, and get my dad to pull it out for me. I wonder if I my boys... I used to look forward to that. I wonder if my boys would let me. We had a guy on when I was at the other place. Um, we had a guy on who was uh, a market trader, I believe. And he would he was, uh, like, in his 50s, 60s, and we got him to pull one of his teeth out live on air using a pair of pliers <laughs> i mean his tooth was rotten it wasn't like hey pull your tooth out mate it was it was it was rotten. he did he only had about four teeth in his head um and uh this tooth was going and uh, we had this brilliant reporter justin who was wonderful at persuading people to uh, what well, did he drink vodka first yeah it was wonderful <laughs> at persuading people to do quite intimate things on the air he would get them to do quite personal things with a microphone shoved in their face. And um, he persuaded this guy to... He said, um, he met. He said, right, I'll meet you tomorrow and we'll do this. And um, this guy pulled his tooth out live on air with a pair of pliers. It was incredible. 
<laughs> Why is it? We uh, talked yeah. about dreams earlier, and other people's dreams, as we know, are very boring. Um, yeah. Except, of course, for Martin Luther King. Um, <laughs> but why is it that um, a- anxiety dreams are quite often universal? Well, I wonder if it is universal, um, or if it's just a Western thing. It, 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 your teeth falling out are generally dream anxiety dreams. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, A, is it just a Western thing? You know, do do African cultures have similar anxiety dreams? Do, does Japan, for example, have a similar anxiety dream? Um, and B, why the hell is your teeth falling out in your dreams? And I get it quite a lot, you know, wobbly tooth or I've not got many teeth left or they're all coming out and I think, oh no, my teeth. Why is that, why is that associated with anxiety? Yeah, so that, that's, that's true, isn't it? Because, like, well, people make money out of selling books explaining dreams. Oh. So they must be universal to some degree. Yeah, it's, you're right. There must be some universality in dreams. Because I had one of those dream dictionaries when I was 13, 14 years old, and you'd look at it up and go, oh, I dreamt about horses. That means someone's going to fall in love with me. Um, I, 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 and I think most, most of it was bullshine. But, yeah, the, um, the, the, the teeth falling out. And I used to have dreams as well. And I've only just remembered them recently, where I couldn't walk properly, where my legs were like really heavy, and it was like real effort to walk. And I think part of it was because my mum's legs were were you know were knackered and were, were going. And I think maybe it was a bit of anxiety around that. I don't know. Yeah, a little sympathetic. Um, mm. uh, what are you up to, Mark? Are you, are you uh, when's your next movie dropping? I put one up on Sunday from Alcatraz. Oh. Um, yeah, the prison island. Uh, yeah, I know what it is. All right. I know, I know what bloody Alcatraz is, for crying out loud. <laughs> um, the other thing is, uh, Mr. T has been made into a cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have that. Thank you, Mark. Excellent stuff. We are playing um, cartoon uh, uh, um, tennis. Lots on the show this evening, despite the fact we didn't have anything to say at the start of the, the show. Lots to talk about. Operations that you think you could perform on yourself. If you've done it, please let us know. Unusual ways of removing teeth. This is starting to sound like a traditional phone-in show. Um, traditional, uh, the, the, the extraordinary ways that you've um, removed teeth. Um, and also people that have been turned into cartoons. 0344 499 1000. And of course, uh, I don't have to say it, but I'm going to, anything else you want. You can talk about anything. You know that, guys. Yeah? Good. Okay. Emma. Hello. It seems we're only allowed one woman an hour to call in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that is, Emma, but it's, I'm glad you've called. What have you got for us? Well, um, if I've got time to say, I'm just really pleased that I found you oh. again because um, I used to listen to you on Three Counties. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I'm just you know very overjoyed. When that, uh, um, when did you when did you find us again? Um, about two weeks ago, I oh. actually tried to call in then, oh, but didn't me. manage to. Well, you know that the lady you just spoke to is Catherine Boyle. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, it it's is. Catherine from Three Counties, I managed to free her from oh, there. Oh, great. She's made my day. And we even get some of the old callers. Dennis calls in from time to time. Leslie calls in from time to time. So I'm glad you found us, Emma. Now, uh, this is your first call. Let's make it a good one. What have you got I for know, us? Oh, well, I'm not sure it's that good. But oh. I thought the thing about dreaming about losing teeth, which yes. is always fascinating, and I've had lots of those dreams yeah. too, I thought it was actually more linked to money 
than just general anxiety. Oh, it's specific. What, what, what worrying about having enough money? Worrying about money. Yes. I'd not. Now I'd not heard that before. But I do worry about money quite a lot. Even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all right for a bit. I do worry about money quite a lot. So maybe there's a, where did you hear that, Emma? I've got no idea, but I've always been fascinated by dreams. So it's something that's stuck in my mind. And because I used to dream about it as well. Are you one of those people that um, has like a dream notepad next to you? And when you wake up, you write down <laughs> your dreams. I wish. Yeah. It- I am very organised, but not quite that organised. But some dreams over the years, they just really do stick in your mind. Especially, I had one about a pink mammoth what? Um, trying to crush me around the school tennis courts oh. when I was in, a teenager. <laughs> Things like that stick in your mind because they're a bit unusual, I think. Have you ever had a lucid dream where, you, where you could, you're oh, aware yeah. that you're dreaming and you can control it? Love it. Isn't Absolutely it? love it when that happens. It, and it doesn't happen very often, does it? But when it does, it's... The thing. The only problem is, the thing I tend to do is go, oh, I'm dreaming. I'm going to start <laughs> flying. And, and, and that's all I do is I fly, and then I think I forget, then I kind of go back into the dream and uh, forget that um, I, was, I was conscious for a moment. But they're the, that's the best feeling in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it when that happens. Hey, nice one, Emma. Listen, I'm glad you found <laughs> us. We're on Monday to Friday, 10 till 1, and there's a podcast every day, and you are welcome to chip in whenever you want. Wonderful. And um, a big hello to Catherine. If I'd known who you were, I would have said hello at the time. If you know who you are, you'd have been more polite to her. Emma, thank you very much indeed. You see, look, you see, Catherine's excited. Ah, oh, man, alive. An hour, uh, an hour to go. Look at the time. Consid- I was not really... Um, I was not really in the mood for doing a show this evening because it had been a little bit of a of a crappy day. So I went for a meeting and... and, and which I was quite excited about, and it turned out it, the other people weren't that excited because one of them had forgotten about it. Um, so that was I, was... I was a little bit disappointed, and, and, and that made me late for everything else, and there was a lot of rushing around, and, oh, it's just been one of those days, dear listener. Um, but I'm thoroughly enjoying myself this evening. I'm having a great time. We have another hour to go. Um, as I said, you can call in about anything. Uh, the things that we have talked about so far include um, operations that you think you could do yourself. If you've ever done an operation yourself, 0344-499-1000. Um, people that have been turned into cartoons, um, dreams about teeth. Um, that's, I think that's it. That's what we've, we, we've spoken about so far. But you know the rules, guys. You can call in about anything. Um, and, and, and I have lifted the ban on Trump because it seems churlish to, to ban talking about him when it's the biggest story of the day. So I have nothing to say on it. If you do, you can call in. But surprise, surprise, no one has called in to talk about him, and I suspect no one will. But you're welcome to. 0344 499 1000. We've got no call, so now's a great time to call in. Late Night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Wasn't making any sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. 
Just like a child, a little curious, a little wild, live in the moment and you'll never go out of style. You know it's really been a while. sweary one um are we getting a beatles tribute band in do we, we chase that up because i'd love that i love it we, 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 the other place we had a, a, a beatles covered band in i love a beatles tribute band how cool would that be they come in for the full three hours and when i get a bit bored or the calls get a bit dry or we get a boring call go i tell you what forget that can you play tell me why tell me why you lie Oh, why you love your love? That'd be brilliant. Katia. Hello. Yeah, I'm a bit bored of that, Katia. Oh. I'll tell you what, guys, you can't do the, <laughs> the end medley, could you? <laughs> Katia. Ah, uh, Ian. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop you there, Katia. Uh. Guys, can you do, uh, you got to hide your love? Yes! Hey, you've got to hide your love away. Oh, hey, you've got to hide your... All right, here we go. This is what we'll play, Katia. And, uh, okay, this is, this is the new game. Songs with shout-out bits in them. Shout-out, all oh, right. For yeah, example, yeah, yeah. hey, you've got to hide your love away. Hey! 
You've got to hide your love away. Your turn, Katia. Um, Boyley, come in, come in. This is going to be a good game. Boyley, <laughs> this is good. Because Katia will name some crappy heavy metal. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's not what I wanted to say. Because we're going to do the, the songs and then we're not going to talk about uh, my uh, topic. Well, no, don't worry. We'll talk about your. Um, We'll talk about that so much. No, I know, I know. I need, I need your advice before. Yeah, you'll get it, you'll get it. Hang on a second, hang on a second. No, no, no. Catherine, yeah. Shout out songs with shout out bits in no, it. I go first. I... Katia, be quiet. I go first. <gasps> hey, you've got to hide your love away. Hey, teacher, leave, leave those kids, kids alone. Katia, your turn. Um, I can't, I can't think of anything with A. I've got one. I've got a great I've got, one. I've got a better one. I've got a great one. Ready? Uh, I'm going to do the line and you got to tell me what the song is. <sighs> Leonard Bernstein! What? Oh. Huh? That's a good one, isn't it? Leonard Bernstein! I don't know. It's the end of the world, world as we, we know, know it. There's a whole load of I feel fun. But, there's a, but there's a bit where everything drops out and they go, Leonard Bernstein! Okay. I've got one. Go on, Kath. Colours of the world! You know this one. A Spice Girls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the response? Um, I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know it. I don't Katia? know. Oh. Colours of the world! Uh, Spice up your uh, life! There you go. Um, um, okay, okay. Katia, you, any time you want to come in and sit at the table and play, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I do, but... Um, uh, hang on a minute. Songs you... Oh, well, I mean, okay. Well, oh, the, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Rock and roll. Hey! hey! Rock and roll. Ha <laughs> 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 oh, the leader. Hang on, it's just gone. Huh? Uh, 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 this is a great game, oh, guys. Hey, hey, you, you get, get off, off of my cloud! <laughs> All right, okay. Um. Oh, hang on a minute. All right. Um, I'm, I'm now thinking of, I'm now stuck on glam rock. Yeah. There's a lot of hay in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I'm stuck in the hay. Hey, hey. Your, your song with the hay. Like, in the hay. Sorry, Katia? You've got a song that you play very often and it's like, hey, in the hay or in the hay. I guess the one I just played. No, 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 no. The, uh, oh, the one, Kat, no. Kat's got a leaky pen. It's leaked all over me. Yeah, well. What? Hey, hey, hey. That's it. I ju- literally just played it. Yeah. No, it's not a shouty song. Okay. There's no shouting in it. Is it hey, hey, hey? Yeah, it's just the, saying hey. It's not a songs that have got the word hey in. No. It's shouty. And there's no shouting. In You've misunderstood the whole um, premise. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um... Um, oh, it's a toughie, isn't it? But it's a good, there, there must be loads of them. It's a good game. Um, I'll tell you what, let me bring, um, oh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, let me bring Keith in. Keith! Oh, oh. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Oh. Him is lying from this monstrosity. <laughs> He's gone and he put the phone down. That's the perfect call. But That is the perfect call. If I might quibble, yeah. it's loud singing, that's not no, shouting. No, it's shouting, it's shouting. I'm having that. That is. That was well played, Keith. That was That was the call of the year so far. Um, um, <gasps> hang on, hang on. Is that a song? I've got a really good one. I've got a really good hang on, one. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Shh, shh, shh. Um. Ooh. 
Go on then, what have you got? Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so uh, fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey! Where's the shouty hey, bit? Mickey. Hey, Mickey! Hey, Mickey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, well, let's if find you're going to allow loud singing from Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> hey, Mickey, could yeah. be more of an explanation. Tony, Tony Basil is supposed to be coming on the show at some point. Well, you can ask her if... Hey, Mickey! Oh, I'm not going to ask her that. Okay, let's, okay, let's, have, a, let's have a listen. No, 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 that's yeah. all at the same, exactly the same level. No, it's not. No. That is all, well, don't, it's don't. It's all shouting. It. No, 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 it's all at exactly the same level. No. Nice. Ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-
Wonderful. Yeah, I could have been a contender. A metal scene. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. No, hang on, hang on. We're not finished, uh-huh. Katya. We're not finished. Um, come on. Come on, Twitter. You're really letting me down this evening. Um... Oh. Go on. Yeah. No. No, I'm not allowing that. Shout. Yeah, shout, 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 shout now at the end. No, that's just loud singing. Oh, hang on a minute. That's bing, just loud. Bing, bang, and bang. Sorry. Bing. Does <laughs> it go? Bing, <laughs> bing, bang, and bang. Bing, bang, and bang. I think she's speaking <laughs> her own language. Bing, bang, and bang. The Lulu song. The Lulu bing. bang, bang, and bong, bing. You know the Lulu song. Binky, bing, binky, bang. bonky, bonky. <laughs> no, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> how does it go again? How do the how do the ambulances go in Belgium? Sorry. Katia, listen. Thanks for calling no! in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Roberto is in St Albans. You look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. Bag of words. You devil in disguise. Devil in disguise. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Bye-bye. Can't allow it, though. No. Good performance, but I can't allow it. That Spanish boyfriend I used to have used to sing that song. Yeah. Except, as usual, he mispronounced it. Oh, you just reminded me of another one. You You're know. the devil, in the, a devil with devil. a B. What's the matter, you... Hey! Gotta no respect. Do you know that song? Oh. He was Australian, the fella that did it, so you should know him. What's the matter, you... Hey! Gotta no respect. Hey, what, what do you think, think you do? do? Why are you, you looking so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Oh, shut up at your face. face. Number one for like about eight what weeks. What did it keep off the top spot? Was it... Loads of other no, songs. No, didn't it keep Vienna? Vienna Ultravox. Mm-hmm. Good, good, boring, miserable song that was. Yeah, but they put a bit more work into it, didn't they? No. Well, he then came out and said that it was a satirical song. It was a good song, that. I remember we had that. I used to like that. No, it was, I'm not going to I'm not knocking that. That was a cracking record. My mum still sings that to the kids when they're weeding. Yeah. Oh, shut up by your face. Um, well, that filled 20 minutes. Oh, um, is it over? Yes, done. Well, oh, because I'm still racking my brain. I think, we've, I think we've done them all now, haven't oh. we? I think we've done them all. Oh, three, four, no calls left. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. If you think it's of any more... Again, it? It's boiling here again, it? It's boiling. The aircon is um, uh, broken, and we're moving buildings soon, so they're not going to try and fix it. They're not going to fix it. If you can think of any shouty songs, dear listener, then do uh, give us a call, 0344 Or you can call in about other bits and pieces that you uh, fancy. Oh, there's this interesting story in The Sun. Quite, there's a few interesting stories, but not many. It's Britain's leading newspaper. It's a good newspaper. It's full of interest. Angler orders tripod from eBay and gets kinky gear, including... Oh. A ball gag. Now, that is a ball. And he's dressed up in it all for us to We can't see. send that back now, can he? He cannot send that back. Angler Jeff Spencer 
bought a £6.50 tripod for his fishing rod on eBay. All I'll say is, buy cheap, buy twice. (laughs) Or get a ball gag. And was left reeling when it arrived with a set of bondage gear. (gasps) Grandfather of six, Jeff, found a whip, cuffs for hands and feet, a blindfold collar, a blindfold, collar, rope and ball gag, all in bright red. The 60... Here we go. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeffrey. Did he really, or did he um, Come on, get, Jeffrey. get busted? Come on, Jeffrey. Come on, Mr Spencer. The 67-year-old then quickly explained to wife Sandra, 75, that the fetish gear had been delivered by mistake. Oh, come on, Jeffrey. Very specific. Man Re- up. Red fetish gear. Straight away, she asked me why I'd ordered it, but I hadn't. Like me, she didn't know what it was all for. We went onto my eBay account to show her my purchases just to prove it. Jeff of Colchester, Essex, said the tripod had been put on the auction website by a seller in the East Midlands, but it had arrived via a depot in Portsmouth. He added, It was two parcels in one box, all taped together. One had the tripod. I was a bit confused and tipped the other out on the table. It was something to see. Jeff called a neighbour who helped explain what the kinky gear was. Oh, shut up. Now, this is far-fetched, isn't it? Sandra said, I was so shocked, but then we had a bit of a giggle, and then he put the ball gag on me and took me roughly... No. No, she did not say that. Bowls Club chairman Jeff now plans to put the items into a Valentine's raffle. (gasps) He said there is... You can't put the... He's got it in his mouth. He's got it in his mouth. That's unhygienic. Well, you put your antiseptic. A bit of Milton on that. There is no chance I'll be giving it a go, as I don't like pain. But I like to have a bit of a joke and a laugh, and people will be in stitches. He just has one problem now. He explained, I'm not sure what feedback to leave on the seller's site. Oh, I say, won't she? Um, oh, we've got some um, shouty songs. Yes, Henry! Good evening, Ian. You need to sing it. You say that you love me, say that you love me all of the time, all of the time. You say that you need me, say that you need me. You will be mine, always be mine. I'm feeling duh, duh, glad all over. Yes, yes I am duh, duh, glad, glad all over. over. I knew there'd be a Dave Clark 5-1. I knew there would be that because they're yobs. You know, no one liked Dave Clark. Everyone hated Dave Clark. Graham Nash even goes to, on to talk about his autobiography. They all hated Dave Clark, Henry. Very arrogant man. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much, Ian. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. I thought that was sung in a very sweet way. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Mm. George, you've got to sing it. And if you're going to sing it, you better bring it. George? Oh! No idea where this is going. This is shouting. Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, topical. Yeah, just shouting a song doesn't mean it's a shouty song. It's just shouting there. It's, no bit, it's got to be a shout-out bit. Ed's put his headphones on. That means he wants to contribute. Let's, let's, he's going to contribute, and then we're going to mark him out of ten. Hey! Na, 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 na. Two. Ho! Turn your mic off. You've embarrassed yourself and your country. The Australians will be disappointed in you. Let's go to Sean. Good evening, Sean. 
Good evening, Sean. Everybody's doing the brand new dance now. No. You're joking, aren't you, Sean? That's just got a chorus in it. He's put the phone down. He's made a right show of himself. Well, that's, that's just why. got a, that's a call and response. Everybody's doing a brand. Come on, babe. That's a call and response, but it's not a shout. Hey ho, hey ho. Oh, what's that? Hey ho, hey ho. You know that one? Adam Ant. Yeah. And it's high ho, silver lining. Did, oh, did, 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 was did. Tracy just calling in for that? Oh, sorry, Tracy. <laughs> Here's another one. Sorry, Trace. Ring the bell. Where's the shouting in Superman? Superman! Oh, yeah, fair play. There's the shouting. Sorry, Tracy, I do apologise. You phone. You, you can just see Ed on the phone go, OK, thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> Put the phone down. Back <laughs> to the drawing board. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, oh, there's mm. a story that's... I they obviously just released this um, yesterday. <gasps> Hey, stick you, your mother too, and your dad. Do you remember Daphne and Celeste? I do remember Daphne and Celeste. I don't remember that song. Yeah, shouty. Um, um, it's a list. They've obviously released a list of all of presents that all of the royal family have been given throughout history. Not throughout history. But um, these are some of the gifts. The Prince They've of Wales. They've some right pony stuff, haven't they? The Duchess of Cornwall. Do you remember when... Um, Barack Obama gave Gordon Brown some box sets. Do you remember that? <laughs> like you can't get him here. He gave him like the West Wing box set. God, you know we get Amazon. And also, but it's, it'll be NTSC. I bet, and I bet Gordon Brown didn't know how to hack his DVD player so he could play it. Couldn't it's play American DVD. No. Well, I can't play these American DVDs. Oh, where's he from? It's Scotland. Oh. I'm from, I'm from Scotland. Well, you know. <laughs> Tom <laughs> well, Jones. Well, you know. Um, just got, I'm Gordon Brown. Hey, I'm Gordon Brown. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, hang on a minute. I, I, I can do Gordon Brown. I must be able to. He's got one of those voices. It's got a really boring voice. Brown talking. Oh, Gordon Brown talks dirty. Hang on a second. Oh, no. I do, do we need to hear that? Um, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Gordon Brown talks dirty. Hang on. Careful. Okay. Now, as promised, I'm joined here in Brighton by the Prime Minister. Good morning, Prime Good morning. Minister. Good morning. Uh, let's start, morning. if we may, with the economy. Can you talk us through when and why you made your great U-turn on tax cuts and spending? We brought in a fiscal... Can I stop you on that? If, well, I, just if, I, if, if I may, because well, you, you talk. Oh, they, that's going to be edited, so it's going to be yeah. swearing. Okay. We, we brought in a fiscal... That, that, that's good. I can work with that. I can work with that, I can work with that bit. Hang on. Promised, I'm joined here in Brighton by the Prime Minister. Good morning, Prime Good morning. Minister. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Let's start, if we may, with the economy. Can you talk us through when and why you made your great U-turn on tax cuts and spending? We brought in a fiscal... We brought in a fiscal... I can't do it, comes it's Indian... No. no. I'm going to work, work on Gordon Brown over the weekend. Well, why? He's not topical. But he, would, he was... Um, when he went to America to meet Barack Obama, and didn't Barack Obama meet him in the kitchen or something? It wasn't like an official... He thought he was, he was big enough like it was an official meeting. I tell you what, let's have a break and I'll find the story. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, the internet's um, gone to cop for some reason, so I can't... Um, can't do that. Never mind, we'll get that in a bit. Peter, you've got to sing it! Shout! Shout! Let it all out! These are the things I can do without... Come on! I'm talking to you, come on. 
Thanks for calling, Peter. There we go. Uh, Julie, you've got to sing it. And if, hey, hey, you, you get off of my cloud. Julie, Julie, hey, Julie, 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 yes. Julie, Julie. You, you tell her, Kath. Did they dislocate your ears as well? Oh, did you do that already? So calling Julie, oh, let's go alive. to, um, I love the fact we haven't got that many calls, but we're just rattling through them. <laughs> Carl. Hello. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right, Carl. Have you got a song for us, or you called in for a No, no, chat? no. I, I was asking about, do you remember the Eels? He played that song that time, the Eels. Yeah, yeah, I like the Eels, yeah, yeah. The, the song that he said about, about your father and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Songs, uh, yeah, the things that grandchildren the should know. He wrote a book, didn't he? Yes, he did, and it sat uh, uh, in the back of have my you car. Read it? No, it's in the back of my car. I know exactly where it I is because I see I it every time I open my car. Have you read it? And I've, I was asking his, uh, his opinion on it, sort of thing. Have you read it? No, I read it. I was going to buy it, and then I was thinking, asking you. I have been told it, it is an excellent, excellent book. I think I've read it. It's fantastic. Yeah, you've read it. And I haven't read it, no, I just I was going to buy it, and then I was asking your opinion oh, if you'd read it. No, no I've, I've been told it's excellent, um, right. and I think you can buy it for a few pence on Amazon, and it's, it's I believe so, yeah. in the um, f the uh, back seat of my car, and I see it every time I put my children's um, booster seats in there. Right. It's been a while back since I, I, I've, I've seen some of, I've uh, listened to some of their songs and that, and uh, they're brilliant, but that book, it, it's tempting me. Read it. Read it, Carl. Don't be tempted no more. Read it. That's all I wanted to ask you. That was all. Thank you very much, Carl. Um, here we go. Gordon Brown. Um, so this is from um, The Telegraph in 2009. Um, Gordon Brown's aides insist there was no snub as the two men, uh, Brown and Barack Obama, had a 15-minute informal walk and talk. <gasps> Didn't even give him a chair. As they took a shortcut out of a dinner <gasps> through a kitchen in the building. I told you it was in the kitchen. That's a burn, isn't it? Um, but the claim raised the question of how the pair managed to spend so long in a room UN staff said no, was no more than 50 yards long. Even allowing for a sneaky pause at the pastry chef station, a circuit should take no more than a minute. It meant the pair had time for at least 15 laps. Um... um uh, Downing Street spokesman said it was usual at such large international meetings for leaders to get together in corridors, kitchens and other spots away from the auditorium. Come on, guys. And he got handed some... I'm sure it doesn't say it in there, so maybe it's not true, but he, he, the story I heard was that you take gifts when you meet. Yeah. And he took him something special and he got the West Wing boxer. So he gave him like a Wedgwood bowl or something. Yeah. And Oh, gosh. Julie, sing it. It better be good. And for 25 years I've been living next door to Alice. Oh, no. Alice! <laughs> Thank you very Don't much. Don't encourage them. No. Um... He gave it like a wedge with bowl or something. Oh, Can you guess who this is? Julie. Dennis. Sing it. it better be good. Yeah. Dennis. And for 25 years I've been living next door to Alice. Oh, no. Alice! Who the... Is Alice! <laughs> Ed's getting... Ed's getting arsy on the thing, going, that, that shouty bit isn't actually in the song. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Not in the original, but it's in the um, uh, Roy Chubby Brown Chubby. remake, so uh, it's in the song. Alice! Dennis! Is Alice! Dennis? Who the... Is Dennis? No. Bye, Dennis. No. Oh, he could have been lying there in a pool of his own vomit. 
Ah, well. Let's hope not. Well, I'll, I'll be a tenner up. You're a cold man. Yeah. I wonder what you're going to say then. <laughs> I really did. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You've got to be honest, guys. Right? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with me. Right? This is the best late night radio show in the world, isn't it? Isn't it? Be honest, guys. Be honest. Be honest with me. Only if the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, no. It, come on. Or probably. I know there are a few people umming and ahhing whether they'd listen to me or Nick Abbott on the other. St- come on, guys. Come on. You wouldn't have had um, Nick Abbott having to use the dump button three times in the space of four minutes, mm-hmm. huh? So. The Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall and the Duke of Edinburgh accepted expensive watches from one of the Arab world's bloodiest regimes. Oh, OK, that's a slightly different story. Um, from avocados to corned beef, the Royals' present hall. Yeah, but that would have been during the war, wouldn't it, the corned beef? Well, let's find out. Um, Prince... Well, it doesn't say when. OK. Prince Charles has received from King Hamed bin Isa al-Khalifa of Bahrain... Bahrain. Chesset... Um, well, because it's a it's a Arabic stroke Persian um, invention, isn't it? Chess. You know my uncle play chess now, and he's good. My dad tried to teach me to play chess, but I could never do it. You got to sing it, Keith. You wanna be in my gang, my gang, my gang. You wanna be in my gang. Oh yeah. You don't. Well, not anymore. I mean, all of Gary Glitter's songs were um, had a shout call and response. It. Yeah, Shine in the corner of the dance last night. You're really rocking in the Now I'm gonna spend my life rocking and rolling. If you be my wife, didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. Hey, didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. Hey. Didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. And so on. Again, this is what you're going to be like in the old people's home, isn't it? I love you, love me, love doesn't have it. Oh, yes, it does. They didn't like my hair. Hey, the clothes I love to wear. Hey, they didn't realise that I was strong enough for two. I love you, love. You love me too, love. I love you, love me, love. Okay. I'll wheel you back into the uh, dormitories now. They didn't like my hair. Hey, the clothes I love to wear. Hey! Because you look like a massive nonce. Let's go to... Gary, Gary, you've got to sing it. Uh, can I tell you the thing you first? You tell me. I'll tell you the group, you tell me if you know the song. Okay. The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Oh, yeah. come on. Well, where's the shouty yeah. bit in it? Fire! Da, 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 da. Where's the shouty bit in it? Fire! <laughs> Do you know what? Isn't it the I am the God of Hellfire and I bring you? But so there is a fire. shouty bit in it, but it's not. You can't. You just shouting fire doesn't make it the shouty bit. Well, he shouted in the song. The sh- no, he doesn't shout it in the song. He sings that bit. Fire! But, Catherine, oh. do the shouty bit. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you! And then he sings. Then he sings. Fire! Do, do, do. <laughs> so, go on, you go again. No, he's gone. Oh. I love it. This station gets hardly any phone calls, and we're giving them, like, 30 seconds each, and then just knocking them off. Well, you know. 
He also got a book, a watch, and a portfolio of prints. Prints? From the Sultan of Oman, 12 baskets of pomegranates. Oh, that's very poetic, isn't it? From, um... Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro, and Kosovo, a woggle. A what? A woggle. You're joking? Nope. What, a, for a woggle. For his neckerchief? Yep. <laughs> a wow, woggle. I would have loved to have seen his face. Um, Prince George, here we go. Prince George in Canada. Oh, he gets loads. A vest, a drum, a woven reed hat. Raincoat. A vest, stuff. a drum, a kick up the boring bum. Boring stuff, boring stuff, yeah. A vest... Hang on a minute. The Duke of Edinburgh, he got from the Bank of England, guess what? Money. A fiver. The new fiver. <sighs> That's like what my auntie sends me. Prince Andrew, mm. from postal delivery, so you've got to send it, an eye doctor hot eye compressor. What's that? An eye doctor hot eye compressor. Can you, I tell you what, we're going to go to a break. Can you Google... A hot eye doctor hot eye compressor. And when we come back, we'll find out exactly what it is. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Everybody on the Talk Radio listeners page. What about this game aren't you understanding? I've just quickly glimpsed through there. They need to listen rather than just... Uh... They're just listing songs with the word hey in. Well, yeah. guys, if it was just songs with the word hey in, I'd have said hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah. But it's not. It's songs that have got a shout in it. Hey! You've got to hide it, your... But it doesn't it need to be, be a hey. hey. It could no. be... It could be... Oh! Yeah, so it's just... Songs with the word, they've just listed a lot of songs. They've literally just wasted the last 40 minutes of their lives on a forum... Typing songs that have got the word hay in. Um, actually, the next caller is called Will, which reminds me, Will Store has been in yeah. touch. Oh, has he? Good. Proof copies of his book coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh. We're going to get proof copies. Do I get one? Well, I'm going to get one, and you can borrow it when I've finished it. Oh. Um, and I'm going to meet him for lunch. And he sent me a link. And I, I've not read it, because it looked... I, I gl- clicked on it, and then it looked quite um, in-depth, right? He said, hey, Ian, thought you might enjoy this, and he sent me a link. This guy's run some experiments. I'm going to read this over the weekend, and this might be a show next week. This guy has run some experiments which suggest that almost all of reality is hidden from us and that the world we experience is almost a complete fabrication of the brain. Fun! It's going to blow my mind. Yeah. I'm going to read that at the weekend. Uh... We'll do that next week. Uh, But then then Will's going to... Or will we? Will we? Yes, Will. I got one. I got one. Sing it. I'm hoping you haven't had it yet, but it's uh, what's the matter, you? Hey, he's gone. Seriously, I do think it's funny that on a station that doesn't get many calls, and on a night when actually it's been quite quiet on the calls, we're giving them 15 seconds, and if they're rubbish, they're off. I love it. Meanwhile, power on the other channel. Yeah, they're still talking about Trump. Yeah, well, they will be, unfortunately. Um, so what, what, did we discover what an eye doctor hot eye compressor is? Yeah. a little row during the break, because you thought it was like an iPad. I was asking you to elucidate, but you wouldn't. Well, I did. You I just kept, shouted louder, I kept which I don't think is helpful. what the title Listen, was. Listen, there's a lot of eye this and eye that, iPad, iPod, all that stuff. I was saying, are you saying it, eye is in your eye and pointing to my eye, and you went, eye doctor! Eye doctor hot eye compressor, anyway, what is it? I looked it up. 
It's £19.95 worth of uh, hot eye compress. So like a, a mask that you would use to block out, you know, the light if you're asleep okay. during the day. But it helps grittiness, irritation and sore grittiness. eyes. Mm. And, he gets very and it's recommended eyes. by Dr. Hilary Jones. Um, well, they, they, they both share common interests. Now... <laughs> You said the corned beef was in the war. Incorrect. Prince Andrew received this from the Botswana Meat Commission. Six tins of echo corned meat. Echo or eco? Echo. E-double-C-O. Oh. Oh. And a cardboard crown from some students at a primary school in Malaysia. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. I quite like corned beef. I've never had it. I quite like corned beef and I quite like spam. And I quite like those Frey Bentos pies that have got soggy pastry. Just saying. Um, okay, 90th birthday gifts given to the Queen, <laughs> who apparently died five years ago, mm. according to Stephen. And uh, Philip's cool with the stand-in. I don't really mind any holes of gold. Oh, no. Um, well, she got a horse okay. from Canada. She's already got a few. Four small maroon padded dog jackets. Oh, from the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. I contributed to that. That's a splendid idea. Um, Gosh. And here's a word that I've never said before. Go on. Let me take a run-up. Nenema? Nebuchadnezzar. A Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar of Champagne. That's a big one. Is that the big one? Mm -hmm. I thought that was a Jeroboam. Is it bigger than a Jeroboam? Oh, I don't know. I've never had either. Also, what's the point? Because... That'll just be, You've yeah. got to put a great big spoon in the top. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's not good. Hang on. Nebuchadnezzar. Um, How do you spell Jeroboam? With a J or a G? Jeroboam. A J. It's all right with a J. So, let's see. And a brown and purple tartan pattern travel rug from the Isle of Man government. She'll like that. She's a picnicker. Did you just drop one? No. I heard someone it, drop one. It was my stomach. Oh. Seem to have scared all the callers away. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. Jeroboam is bigger than a magnum, but smaller, significantly smaller than a Nebuchadnezzar. Just in case. Um, um, there's not really many other stories. I, w- I will mention very briefly. Uh, Rick Parfit. Well, there was it couldn't have been his funeral because he yes, died. Yes, it was. Was it the funeral? Because he died ages ago. Yeah, but I think they must have been. How on. long can you keep a body before having a funeral? It was a funeral. Look, it was a funeral befitting a veteran rock star. Didn't he die abroad? Uh, España. Mm. Attended by his bandmates, music friends, and his three wives. They gathered. It's only sixty-seven. Francis Ross, uh, Francis Rossi, sixty-seven. Well, how old was was he then? Parfit, sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Former drummer John Cochlan and Matt Letley also attended yesterday's ceremony at Woking Crematorium in Surrey. Mourners included Spandau Ballet singer Tony Hadley, while TV presenter Chris Tarrant and Queen's Roger Taylor and Brian May sent floral tributes. Parfit, sixty-eight, died in a Spanish hospital on Christmas Eve after developing sepsis. Ooh, that's what nearly killed my mum when she was in hospital. Mm. She got sepsis. Blood poisoning, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Through complications from a soldier a, a shoulder injury. 
Um, third wife, Lindsay, 56, was by his side, even though he'd ended their relationship. See, we were wondering, weren't we, in hindsight, whether he'd been ill and um, I don't think he Francis had. Rossi no, I don't think knew, he had. because he was very final about well, them not getting back together. Well, if you listen to the interview, he, he, he kind of said it, and I didn't pick up on it, but he basically said that they were never going to get back together again. Yeah, and but he seemed really cool with it, didn't he? And we yeah. wondered whether there'd been a fight. And then when this happened, we thought, oh, I wonder if he knew he was ill. But obviously not. This was a, this was a, a sudden thing. Oh, dear. Oh, I didn't know this. This is sad. Parfit's first wife, Marietta, and second wife, Patty, 65, also joined mourners. Marietta married Parfit in 1973. They had two children, Rick Jr., who read the eulogy yesterday, and Heidi, who drowned aged two. Oh, isn't that sad? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, that's really sad. I feel really sad. Rick Parfit hit me more than George Michael did. And it's... um. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the quote necessarily meant more to me than George Michael did, no, but there's something... It, maybe it was because we met Francis Rossi, I, so I, there was some sort of connection. I wonder whether it's because George George Michael had obviously been troubled in recent times, but it looked like Rick Parfit was a survivor. Yeah. You know, he got over the... You know, because he lived hard, didn't he? We'd been talking for a while about getting them both on as well, hadn't we? Yeah. We really had, and um, we never got round to and getting them And wasn't Francis on. Rossi charming? He was brilliant. Yeah, he was. He was um, an absolute gentleman. I think that story's so sad. Yeah. I think that's so sad. Um, you got to sing it, caller! Hey, you! Don't watch that! Watch this! This is the heavy, heavy monster sound! The naughtiest sound around! No, I can't allow that. That's just talking at the beginning of a song. Mm. It's not shouting. I'm going to be really strict with you guys. I had too much coffee now. I think I'm going to puke my guts up. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, you know. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give a call. Oh, there's a nice picture in some of the papers. There's a really nice picture. And on a day when everyone's feeling miserable and what have you. Look, have you seen this? It's a baby with its great-great-great-grandmother. No, you see that? Look see. at that. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that absolutely brilliant? Oh, gosh, I miss my grand now. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. What a, what Isn't a, she lucky? What a wonderful photo as well for that, that, for that baby to have, you know, and um, what a magical moment. Yeah. Yeah. Great-great. How many greats? Hang on. She's 103. So, great-great-great-grandson. Wowzers. That'll do, isn't it? That'll do. How lucky. Well, yeah. And she knows what's going on. That's the, that's the important bit. Great-great-great-grand. Organising get-together-gethers in Hilda... God, don't they all look the same as well? Let's <laughs> have a look again. The, 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 the mums, they all look exactly the same. Yeah. All look exactly the same. Isn't that funny? Well, not funny, it's because genetics, Ian. Oh, yeah, right. Organising get-togethers and Hilda Hansen's family takes some serious planning. For the 103-year-old is now at the head of a family that spans an incredible six generations, the only one in Britain. The latest tier to the family tree was added on Christmas Day, when great-great-great-grandson Finley Mellor was born. To celebrate, they held a get-together at the Bradford Care Home where Mrs Hanson lives. Finley's great-great-grandparents, Frank and Jean Cottam, aged 84 and 83, were the only generation who couldn't make it. Instead, the infant was joined by a group that included his mum, 
Um, Amy, 18. Grandmother Melissa, 37. 37, grandmother. Oh, blimey. No, 18. Oh, blimey, they're doing it young, aren't they? Well, that's my daughter in 10 years' time. I don't think so. I'm building the tower. <laughs> oh, good luck to them. And great-great-grandmother Sue Goddard, 62. Her, 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 his arrival also brings the family to 44 members. Flipping heck. Um... The family, oh, what a photo that would be. The family are now organising a full reunion of all six generations at the care home next month and plan to have a portrait made. Imagine if you got them all together and then you forgot to take uh, any pictures and one of them left. You went, oh, no, we've got to get pictures of it. Oh, no, we, mu- we muffed that up totally. Um, so, well, OK, James is now saying, if you allow the god of hellfire, you must include one step beyond. No, you mustn't. And um, let's find out why. Hang on a second. Right, so, um, fire Arthur Brown. Plus, James, you're assuming this is a democracy. Let's have, right, so this is, right, so this is the one we have allowed. Right, listen to the beginning of this. Oh, it's an advert for Xbox. Let's get that. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Right, that's shouting. Obviously shouting. That's shouting. I mean, he's going to do himself hoarse at that point. Fair play. He's still he's still around, I think, and he still does the act. He still has the burning the cone um, on his head. Yeah, the the waste paper bin on his head. Uh, one step beyond. Madness. It's going. Hey, you. Yeah, we're gonna hear it. We Not go. even shouting though. Here we go. Here we go. Um... Hey, you! Don't watch that. Watch this. This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. The nuts. No, nope. uh, very nope. soft. And you compare that to. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. No. Seems pretty clear cut to me, fella. Seems pretty clear cut to me. Um. Okay. Let me take that. Yeah, you got it. Got to sing it, caller. Here we go. There's an intro. Just a little bit of queuing practice there. Yeah. But, uh, Plus, down the phone, it sounded like Sparky's Magic Piano. Did, didn't it? Mm. They're all still going on about... Thank you, uh, Ollie, for pointing out um, that it's not songs with hay in. Yeah. <laughs> still on the Facebook page. And may God bless them. I'm glad that page exists, and it's run by some wonderful people, generous people. Um, and they're, But they're still, they're still <laughs> just doing songs with the word hay in. And hey is not a shout out. Hey, hey, we're the monkey. It's not a shout. It's not a shout. It's only hey, 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 not shouting. So it doesn't work. Thank you, Ollie, for being the lone voice in the wilderness there. Um, who's, um, let's try this one. Last, probably the last call of the evening. What you got for us? Nope, you bottle a bottler. Okay, well, that, that, um, a very quiet song. Very quiet song. Um, well, that's it, dear listener. 
Um, uh, we've had, uh, I didn't, well, it was a surprisingly good show tonight. I thought we'd, we'd kind of bump, bumble along and it would be all right, but actually, I think that was, um, was one of the better ones. I'd give that a seven out of ten. Gosh. Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Um, my daughter is starring in a pantomime. Oh. So I'm dressing her up as a frog. Of course. Yeah. Traditional frat. My boy's fifth birthday today, now, tonight, Saturday. So we're going to go to the pictures tomorrow and watch that sing and go, oh, go yeah. swimming. Also, swimming, so we go swimming. And we've got a party on Sunday. It's a busy weekend. Um, thank you, dear listener. Don't forget podcasts and the like. Back on Monday at 10 o'clock. Until then, from us, thank you very much for listening and ta ta. Talk radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.